we have a last week for you because we got a, a couple of steps of build up to get to where we are now because last week on the two perception show we started with the county seneschal very dead in our living room which is that's that's generally a thing you try to avoid you usually don't want that he started it a pretty he, he did did he or did, did. Bartleby's mom start it? I mean, he sort of did. I think Bartleby's mom started the fight in your living room. He should have left her alone. <laughs> yeah, she was just hanging out in the painting. Wait, it's not really a big he deal. He knew she was not going to be happy with him for interrupting her fun. Uh, but he didn't expect you to join her side and murder him in your living room. I mean, I I tried, we're not going to murder Yeah, it gets a little sticky with that yeah, murder like, word. He's way up here, and then she's like three levels <laughs> Yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, he's just the help. Bill categorically saved his life, and he was ungrateful. Yeah, this is true, and he was attacking an old lady. I'm just saying the yeah. duck's a duck, okay? Yeah, well... Sergius Saren went down, and you had to figure out how you were gonna deal with this because you've already you, you've had him sniffing after you. He's slowly been catching on to what you're doing behind the scenes out here in Marat. You know, re treason, and him just showing up dead surely isn't gonna go over very well. The idea was to head back out of Stockies the way we came. Ride back out west towards Jambus. Pretend you didn't know you were never home. <laughs> just yeah. There's just, a note from the Night Swan on his body. Yeah, you, you did forge a note from the Night Swan, uh, using the note that she had left you when she stole Ciaran, originally in Ori's sword. Copy that handwriting as best as you could, which is pretty fantastic because you're a wizard and have great linguistics. You can forge handwriting pretty well. Left a note. Headed back out west. Stopped by Newtown. Told him he'd run into some Lucrata on the road, which at that point wasn't even a lie because you did. You ended up having to camp on the street and brought some Lucrata pelts back with you. Alibis. Good. We, we still have an entire Lucrata. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Made your way up around to Moost to stop in with the Crabs estate and, you know, just make a show of not <clears throat> being anywhere near stockings, really. And let him know which, the road was safe. Yeah, the Jambus had been mm -hmm. taken care of. Uh, Baron Talis. Bless his dead little spider soul, uh, is no longer among us. And all seemed to go according to plan until the morning when the Archbanker and Lothidar reached out to Sir Rostam with magic and told him that Baron O'Kara very urgently needed to meet with him and his associates didn't sound great maybe it'd work out for the best but when you arrived in Pensaris about another day later he was not very happy to see you now we all know Baron O'Kara at this point we've all come to get to know Marat dad basically I was going to say, he, he seemed very disappointed dad with us. He seemed very disappointed dad with you guys. It was the the personification of I'm not mad, 
I'm just disappointed. But he was also pretty mad. He didn't know what was going on. All he knew was that before Sergusarin had stopped by Stockies to talk to you, you know, when you killed him. We weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> immediately before that, he had seen fit to stop in with your Baron and warn him that if uh, if Gusarin didn't return, foul play may have happened. And then he got word from the Count to bring you, arrest you, and take you to Lothidar. And he just really wanted to know what was going on. Now, he gave you enough of a benefit of the doubt that he did not immediately arrest you and haul you up in front of the Count. He gave you at least that much. And over the course of the afternoon, you talked to Baron O'Kara, and for the first time in Marat County, told somebody exactly what was going on. I will give you guys credit. You were straight with him. You told him why you were here. You told him about the uh, Stavian claim to the Palace of Birdsong, and that legally, you were working on the, I guess it's not really elected new Grand Prince so much as based on the vote about a law determining who was eligible to be the new Grand Prince. The new Grand Prince. But he was there to see the proof, so. He was, he was there at the Exaltation Day massacre with all of you, so he knew. He saw the vote pass, he knew what happened. He was also, like, the only one in the county who didn't already know what we were doing. <laughs> That's not accurate. There's, like, three people. I don't know. Everybody's been staying in our There's, house, sleeping I mean, in what's Two people Doesn't have matter. broken into your house. The Night Swan and the Multiple Duchess Lothied. The Duchess only broke into your house once. She just never left. Voinum didn't break in. She still knew. Yeah, Voinum is a smart. Those are the three people that put it together other than Gusern. And... It's not like the Duchess put anything together. She literally lives in your house and heard you talking. The Night Swan actually has no idea. The Night Swan really has no idea what to make of you guys at this point. But she also made an appearance in Baron O'Kara's living room. So if it makes you feel any better, she broke into his house too. And she got Is that better, Inori? Made a very convincing argument for her to be a crazy vigilante. So when they find Gusern's body in our house with the Night Swan's note on it, Exactly. That was the one. Regardless thing you of did where not... we are with Bartleby at that point, at least we won't be in trouble with the Archbanker. Because the one thing you did not come clean about, you did not admit what happened with Gusern. He didn't ask. Murdering him. He so directly did. He directly <laughs> asked you. Then what do you mean no, he didn't ask? No, no. He didn't ask. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I believe it's exactly like a thirty-eight on a bluff. <laughs> I think he I want something. to live in Nell's world sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, they have pickles. I do. And beer. Lots of drinks and beer. Pickles, and pickles. everyone's drunk all the time. It's just a fantastic place. Yeah, you you need like you had a 38 on a bluff check to lie to his I just face. Up. It was 34 four. on a bluff check to lie to his face about killing Gusern. Because it was you that killed him, Nell! Hypothetically. <laughs> I mean, 
There we that's go. That's my boy. That's what we taught him. Nell, <laughs> Nell saved him from the Duchess. And an Jumped in the way. And then when he didn't agree with us, he just unsaved him. <laughs> just reversed the same. He could not have given he was him any more chances. Takesy backsies. But you did seem to get through to the Baron, which is quite an accomplishment considering Baron O'Care lives his life by the order of numbers, by the Book of Abadar, and by the written law. Which is kind of how you got him. Because of the documents you have that are forged, the Stavian claim to the Palace of Birdsong isn't one of them. Your reason for being here is legitimate, even if your position as Tribune is not. And again, he was there at Exaltation Day. He, he knew. He knows what's happened. He knows that Eutropia is the rightful claim to the throne at this point. And this conversation ended with him ordering his servants to prepare his guest quarters for the five of you to stay the evening and for all of your weapons and <laughs> bail or your spellcomponent pouch to be returned to you. See, I was very honest with him. You were. He tried to take your spell book because he doesn't know anything about magic, and you gave him. He never asked me for mine. <laughs> I'm not positive that Baron O'Kara is aware that you have magic. Yeah, I don't think he is. He I, obviously isn't because I just walked in with my book and my pouch. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think it's ever come up to him that you can cast spells. Like you're obsessed with a sword. He probably just sees yeah, you as I, a fighter. I <laughs> yeah. thought about that when I when I had him ask for Baylor's spell component pouch. I thought I was like, does he even know Inori's a Magus? Oh really? Wow. Because I don't think he does. He's seen you joust, explode a lance in Titus's face, and no. he sees how much you care about your sword. I don't think he's ever seen you cast anything or have any hint of magical aptitude. Because you really only use your magic in combat. Usually, yeah. There's not much you use, and you're clearly not a wizard. You're not a bailer. I mean, there, there's never been a situation where he would have been around to see you cast anything. So, Yeah, well, a lot of my stuff is offensive is or defensive. Baron O'Kara has agreed. If you are on the right side of the law here, and the Stavian estate does, by all rights, belong to the Stavian family, He's going to let you go. He's going to let you stay the night here, rest, and then tomorrow take the war for the crown into your own hands. And we are going to ride to the Palace of Birdsong. See how this all ends. <laughs> so we left off immediately after him having his servants bring you back your gear. So as you are all still, no one wanted to sit down. You're all still standing around his, his living room. As the servants bring back your swords, your glaive, uh, your breastplate now, because he took your armor from you as well, and bring the the one servant seems to be holding Baylor's spell component pouch, uh, much like a man uh, would hold his girlfriend's purse outside the shoe shop in the mall, kind of <laughs> out in front of him unsure of what's in it or why it's wiggling and hand it back to you. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. I've never looked at the things that are in a spell component pouch. Yeah, there's some weird because it's a, pretty, a voodoo doll made out of bone in it's there. It's a fairly large collection of living bugs and stuff, too. It's not a pleasant thing to reach into if you don't know what you're going for. So, Just he has some firefly all of butts. Yeah, some firefly butts. Scuffle sticks of butter. Like it's, it's a weird yeah. place. Um, not sure if I'm doing magic or making a cake. <laughs> you have firefly butts. I really hope it's not a cake. You said sticks of butter. A cake I want no part of. <laughs> but they return to you your armor, your weapons, your combat equipment. That'd be a pretty enlightening cake. And that whole oh. time, uh, Baron O'Carry just kind of stands, arms folded, watching. Says nothing more after he's given the order to have your things returned to you. But after you've all received your weapons, he just shakes his head. Serious. I don't want to regret this decision. I don't believe you will. I don't believe I will either, which is why I'm taking this risk. But what you've told me, you both got ground to stand on here. And it's not for me to sort out who's right and who's wrong. <clears throat> the servants can show you to your quarters. Thank you. We appreciate your trust. You'll excuse me, I... I go pray. And he nods and without waiting for your response, turns and takes his leave back to toward a set of stairs and heads up to the upper story of his, his estate. One of the servants bows a bit in front of you and gestures out towards the far side of the living room. Uh, right this way. You'll hopefully find the quarter satisfactory. Uh, haven't had much time to prepare them. Weren't expecting guests, you see. It's fine. And he will lead you back down a hall to a trio of smaller two-bed guest suites, but more than enough space for the five of you. Uh, they're fairly barren at the moment, but do at least have uh, fresh linens and pillows laid out on the beds. And they're, of course, furnished. But there's nothing much in there as far as refreshments or anything. But uh, as soon as he sees you to your various rooms, starts bringing in a few pitchers of water and wine and some light, just general refreshments after your journey. And after they've brought in the basic supplies to bring this up to the nobility standard, servant bows again. I understand your journey from Moost must have been fairly long. Uh, would the Lord Rostam be requesting dinner? Would you guys like dinner served? It would be lovely to have something to eat. Yeah, sounds good to me. Love this. It doesn't need to be anything extensive. Uh, no, right. just of course, my uh, something. My stomach we'll, is... We'll have the, the kitchens prepare something uh, as soon as they're available. And it's not my place, to be sure, but I hope this goes well for you up in Lothadar. Thank you. He nods and takes his leave. Is so. there any way to protect our rooms from this night's one? Can we, like, sprinkle salt around the room or something? <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> I've, I Bellor, take that mildly, would, mildly uh, offensive, Dara, but nothing I know, no. 
no salt that's spell that I know anyway. How about you, Baylor? You got anything for that? I don't. See, we would have solved the house problem a long time ago, too. I've been looking into things, but haven't come up with anything yet. So, after uh, about 30 minutes or so, a decent meal would be brought in for all of you. Uh, it's well-cooked meats on a bed of assorted vegetables and whatnot, which is, is, is well-made, but again, very much looks like it was pulled together from what they had available, seeing as, again, they weren't expecting to host you over the evening. Uh, it seems like Baron O'Kara more or less had his mind up when he called for you. He didn't have supplies here ready to set you up overnight and seems to have fully intended you to spend the night either in a jail cell or already on the way to Lothidar. No faith. So after that, I'm assuming there's nothing else you want from the servants. It is late in the afternoon after you arrived here and had your talk with uh, Baron O'Kara. They'll bid you a good evening and leave you to your preparations. Now, is there I think anything... I need the pieces of that full plate for tomorrow. Ooh. Might be a good idea to wear that, just in <clears> case. <throat> We'll take the cutters off the horses and take the rest out of the the bag for you. I think I'm you actually think? just carrying. The, You're the carrying the cuirass. Well, the cross was uh, was on your horse, mm -hmm. which uh, you I assume if you had the servants would have brought in with you, uh, so you would have it now, and the rest would be in the bag of holding. All the, the greaves and the gauntlets and the helmet had all been stuffed in there. You just couldn't fit the chest plate itself. Yeah. So yeah, you can don the set. The full set of full plate. And what does that... It's just so I can not have to ask you 50 times in combat. <laughs> what does that change? How much does that raise your AC? Plus three. Okay, so you're going to be at 27 with the sword. Uh, the full sword enhancement bonus transfer to you? Yes. Going to be able to fight well enough and all that? It shouldn't hinder me too much. I've trained in it before. Like train trained or played around in your backyard with a, with a stick in a tree? Trained. Like actual training. I've just never had a set of my own. It's It's been a while, but I should be able to at least handle the weight. Okay, so you say. And as you're asking him, you're going to hear your now at this point fairly common voice in your head, Anorius Ciaran. You're asking him, are you sure you're ready? There's going to be no coming back from this one. No, I don't suspect there will be. But it's uh, it's the path that we're on. It needs to get done. This does ah. kind of seem like a pointless venture, doesn't it? You're fighting the Lothids. For the Lothids. Yeah, that part does kind of get to me. Kind of seems like something this Martella could have had dealt with herself if it was really that important. You really think Princess Utropia, deposed or not, doesn't have the resources to claim her own house? It does seem strange, and I've said it before, that it's, it's us, our ragtag group of people all just patchwork together to get this thing done. Does seem strange indeed. I know. I know. 
I'm just bringing it up again because I want you to think about it. Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not at any point going to turn my back on these people. Don't get yeah. that twisted. And I don't say this lightly. You're impressing me, girl. You've done well. Come and on, CR, and I'm going to blush. Let me finish. The <laughs> only thing I'm still worried about is this faith you have in Martella. Think She's it's misplaced? Literally part of this family. Yeah. Think she can really be that different from Bartleby? What do you really know about her? Not a lot, and that's what uh, kind of worries me. Me too. But she does work for Utropia, and, and Utropia is the rightful heir, so just sort of with the territory, I guess. So it would seem. You don't happen to have a, a theory of your own that you've been spitballing, have you? I'm going to do you the humor of replying to this one rather than just ignoring all the stupid things you ask me. What do you think I do all day? I got nothing but time to think, plan, and consider theories. So what's the best one you've come up with then? Don't worry. I've had my own thoughts about this situation we're going into. I'm not you... looking to abandon you in the middle of Bartleby's palace. Well, I would hope not. That thought never crossed my mind. Now I'm a, now I'm a little concerned that you just bring that up now. I'm nervous enough, CR, and I'm sure you could feel my nervous tension. And with that, he wouldn't reply anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all. <laughs> Again, really quickly, that's right after uh, Nell, after you reply to Inori, you see in the flash of a moment, her stand there to go to almost like a emotions flash across her face for a brief, brief instant before she just seems frustrated with you for some reason. I'm, I'm just gonna, I reckon at this point I would be trying on a couple pieces of it, seeing how it fits. And I'm just gonna take a heavy gauntleted I mean, you would definitely need somebody to be helping you get into that, but I'm assuming. Well, not not to will... like feel the like how they feel on my arm and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like getting the whole you, thing. You kind of yeah, have, have to don it all the way to see how it feels, and like you can't. Well, at do this point, I would have a gauntlet. So you could have a gauntlet, but yeah, like you I'm, literally I have a couldn't on. do the second with the first gauntlet. I'm just gonna enough. put this this big metal gauntlet on Anoria's shoulder, <laughs> and say we'll be fine. We have this. Thanks, Nell. <laughs> You're welcome. In case we don't have this, as <laughs> Nell says, which I would like to believe very much that we do all have this in hand. After we do whatever planning we plan to do tonight, I think it would be in everybody's best interest if you feel the need to pin letters to do so in case one of us or all of us don't make it out of this so if there's anyone you wish to say anything to i would suggest you write it down and leave it with the baron and see if he can get it delivered for us that would not be a bad idea uh, confidence 
Donna, <laughs> just in case to maybe pin something to Anora. So instructions for stockies. Any of you guys want to write anything? Uh, if you would like, if you have anything you would like to say to Anora, uh, we can write a letter. Um, Kahina would want to write a letter to Anora. And then she would probably at some point after planning, make a more private um, time to pin a letter to Martella. Fair enough. And While you're probably um, maybe not in Baron of Kara's house. Right. But like address it to the, to the tea house to, to be dropped off at the tea house that we okay. had met that you Martella met at before. Back, yeah. The one that you had met her at the in very beginning of the, in the Portsmouth Club. Or actually, even better than that, Kahina could address it back to the Bard's College. The Kithrodian to... Academy? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, being an agent, I'm sure you would have uh, d- different ways of sending yeah, messages. Right. You have, like, you would literally, because you are one of Martella's older agents, you literally have, like, dead drop locations. Yeah. And, uh, and like, fake names you can address something yeah, to, to get that's to exactly her what in she would do. an emergency situation. But, uh, so you, you could do that. You could set that up. But, what about the rest of you? Baylor? Dara? Anything in your preparations? I, well, I, I penned all the letters I needed before I left on this trip. What about you, Baylor? Other than, uh, my employees at the in my at my shop. I don't really have anybody to write. You have employees? I thought you kind of uh, ran the whole thing by yourself. Well, that's what my followers are. Oh, 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 oh okay, I see. That's actually yeah. a really good way to do that with the persona faces. Thank you, sir. So, before we head out, speaking of that, I do want to get us a little bit of dice for one last persona phase here and Ooh. and this is gonna be this actually fits in really well with what you were doing this last week so the last little while of you going through Jambus and Newtown and background to Moose and meeting up with everyone you've already been going on an adventure all around Marat trying to sell your cause basically how have you guys been doing that so let's start with Baylor. Uh. The thinking. Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> this is kind of unexpected for me. I don't have dropping it on us like it's hot. Just bang, persona phase. <laughs> this is what you've been doing in Murat, like rallying yeah, support right. from everyone. And what, how, how, what, what were you doing? What would you have done during this last week to try and spread your renown some more? We should all stick to what we know. I mean, they're probably not the, the, the greatest people to, to involve in anything, but they got a voice too. I could try to spread the word amongst the seedy underbelly of, of the areas and, well, Say, hey, guys. We, can, we can start with you. We can come back to Baylor. We can start yeah. with you, Inori. So, uh, what are you trying to raise? Um, 
well, I guess it would be subterfuge because that would technically be a secret meeting. Okay. So you're trying to get your subterfuge up to three? Where am I? Where is Western that? Mark, uh, four? Four, actually. The four. Are you getting, uh... Oh, you've been passing some of these. That's right. You're <laughs> well, doing it. Getting there. I'm proud of you. You're getting pers- <laughs> you're actually yeah. getting persona ranks. It's finally happening. So going up to four is going to be DC twenty three. Man. On the check here. So roll me your persona check. Oh boy. Which one is for that is the question. Uh is that straight diplomacy for if, if you it want to was... just if you want to do like the as written arrange a secret meeting, that is it's technically disguise or escape artist, but since you're doing it out here in like the land of the nobles, diplomacy mm-hmm. makes sense. You can do a diplomacy for that. Okay. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen. So unfortunately, you're not able to push your renown any further than you already have out in Marat. It's kind of a hard thing to do starting to like create this underground network almost trying to reach out and connect a bunch of people without it connecting back to you directly yeah well you're trying to get a kind of gray fox situation going (laughs) you are they know that you're behind this but nobody can really connect it to you and with how this has been going you played it more safe more reserved but you didn't really make any progress for it now you want to try to raise heroism I am going to have spent my time showing off my strength and bragging about the accomplishments of myself and my partners. You got this Lacrata pelt draped around your shoulders and you're going to walk around flexing on kids. So, what do you... Well, unless you're trying to go to Heroism 6, which I'm pretty sure you're not. Three. Three? Uh, A 25 on Intimidate will absolutely pass... And that will bring you easily to Heroism 3. And at that third rank, you also now join the club of people who can once per persona phase, which nobody has done yet, but you do still, everyone's saving it for what if I need it later or forgetting about it. Once per persona phase, after rolling the check, before I tell you if you pass or fail, you can pull a plus two on an intimidate or perform check. So you can pull that. Yours yours is actually super useful because you got some intimidate build going on. Yours has the most application so far by a long shot. I could make any joke I tell 10% funnier. Also that. (laughs) (laughs) Kagan, how about you? Well, she did exactly what she did in uh, Moost. Everywhere we stopped and anyone who would listen and those people who wanted to buy us drinks. She much kind of like the heroism that uh, Nell's pulling off. She's performing grandiose uh, oratory or singing, like writing, basically writing her own. Yeah, literally performing. You are a bard. You're doing bard things. She is acting out the... the, uh, She's acting out the battles with the spider and uh, talking about chasing after the night swan so you're trying to raise charm 
Question mark? Yes. Charm. All right. To and you're going to deal with a performance. So going to five is going to be a DC 25 check. They get high. They get, they get girthy. All right. Uh-huh. No, oh, I am man. the one. Oh. Wow. Oh, no. Uh, What's amazing is the only person in this party who passes all these skill checks on like an eight just keeps failing them by rolling ones and twos. Like, you're a literal bard. <laughs> Come on. I know. <sighs> but you are trying to go out to five. It is getting high. The mm -hmm. DCs are getting up there. So no bonus feet for you. Not yet. Not today. Dara. How about you? Okay. So, um... I'm not sure if this will, uh... Work. But, um... Dara wants to... Is gonna give a lecture but uh, or share his expertise with the people in Newtown who were standing the, the the guards that were guarding the palace who were like totally useless and standing in the middle of a door frame like holding a stick he's going to uh, while he's in well you know at some point he's going to give like a just bare bones breakdown of like military strategy just on like you're gonna try to teach you're gonna try to teach them how to yeah, just defend themselves them. from bandits and lucrata and tactics. iron lash and whatnot. not yeah, yeah not so much how to defend themselves but yeah, how tactics. not to that's, just that's walk up into the it. middle of a door frame yeah tactics and some amount of battle <laughs> yeah. strategy okay and so i was you... thinking can i use profession soldier with that that's absolutely can use profession soldier for that what are you that's exactly profession soldier what are you trying to race uh sagacity all right, two, um, four. So that's going Ooh. to be a DC twenty-three. Okay. Get him! Oh! Ooh. Oh! See the backswing, <laughs> the hard one from Kahina, and the natural twenty coming out from Dara. Fun fact: When we were first really starting to get serious about our Pathfinder show here, and we're tossing around ideas for names before we settled on. The two perception show, hard one was one of the things we were considering, which yeah. I'll let you guys suss out why we didn't settle on that one, because it turns <laughs> out, outside of the context of you know, we are actively playing Pathfinder, <laughs> having a podcast called the Hard One, probably already is one, seems to have connotations. Yeah. That's a word. That's actually exactly the word I was thinking, but I was like, maybe I should just stop talking before we raise the <laughs> content rating of the Paizo channel above what, <laughs> what uh, Dan wants from us. So you you train them. You train, you have the same three guys that you met out in Jambus, as well as a bunch of other just various peasants and farmers from Newtown who need to know these things. They live out in the friggin' wilderness. They're in Nowhere's Town. Uh, you've heard from them. They deal with not only bandits, but like lucratas and all sorts of animals that wander out of the Verdant Forest. And after even a few basic sessions of just giving them the absolute simplest possible approach, they 
start to look up to you. They take their knowledge and they spread it outwards. And you go up to four sagacity. So, nice. at four, you get the kind of weird bonus where when you meet an NPC, not a major NPC, but like a shopkeeper or someone you need some a favor from, like a guard or something that you don't know, once per persona phase, you can, do you know who I am them, <laughs> to bump up their uh, their attitude by one, as long as they're not starting at like unfriendly. If they're at least neutral to you, you can bump them up to friendly. And I'm for Sagacity, Shepherd, I love the Citadel. <laughs> sagacity is actually super useful because that one applies to clerics, religious clergies, philosophers. So for instance, like Archbanker Peril, if you had met her for the first time, or Festo. You could love that once once per persona phase to just start at a higher, uh, better attitude with them. So, Baylor, we've come full circle. What, you want, so, what have you been doing? We've been going around and clearly in this area, the law hasn't been working the best for the common people. The way Bartleby has been running things. So I want to just get it out there that we understand the way the law is supposed to work. <laughs> Restore the people's faith that the law is actually not just there to be a stick with which the nobility beats you. So what do you want to do? So, so I want to try to raise my sagacity. Oh, you're not going for the Heroism 6? Uh, genius. But genius, that was what I meant. I, I, genius, <laughs> sick. Pump your brakes. I, 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 I have something for that later. I, okay, fair I enough. You want to try to Sagacity? We're going to multi-stat here. And so Sagacity to two? To one. To one. So it's uh, just a 17. Can yep, and I want to use Knowledge Local. Okay. All right, that makes sense. Restore the people's faith. Well, ah. see, you remember when you first came back in stockies and you tried to explain your stance on the beggar one well keeping that fresh in your mind you're aware that's wrong but you're really not sure how to do any better <laughs> like you you i can't talk to people you, with eight modifiers that low you, you can't talk to people <laughs> with an score no, below 14 thinks that like this is yeah. You, you have a lot wow. in common with Bartleby, apparently. No wonder that he likes him so much. <laughs> There's a reason you are the only person in the party who gets along with the count, and the only person in the party was no success at talking to the common people. You, much like Count Bartleby, have no time for people with an int score of below 14. You just can't understand why it's these also the reason I'm the only person in the party with five genius. Can't understand <laughs> you, and at this point. They just don't want to hear it. You're seen as even worse than Abadar's own proselytizers who go out just yes. trying to spread their faith because at least they seem to, like, it's their job. They're not even sure why you're doing it. <laughs> but you're, you're just getting absolutely nowhere with your, with your attempt here to explain legalese to farmers. Which in hindsight maybe wasn't a super fantastic plan. So, you he guys... should have gone flexing with the pelt like I did. <laughs> you might have better success flexing with the pelt. You, uh... Flex you my all... nine strength. 
<laughs> you all ready yourselves in Baron Akira's guest suites to sleep, to rest as well as you can. Heavy in your mind, what is coming when the sun rises? Or anything else you guys want before you go to bed? I'm going to write two letters. Okay. One to the Crab Estate and one back home. Just in case. I'm back home to Apara. You can just leave him. You're going to just leave him with Baron O'Carrot and like, hey, send these if I get murdered. Or are you going to find a messenger to send them before you leave? Just mm -hmm. if we don't come back, I would appreciate if these were sent for me. Mm -hmm. Poor O'Carrot is getting all these like last. From the whole party here. It's like you seemed so much more confident yesterday. <laughs> I mean everyone else was Before doing it. Was handing me their well death notes. I mean, should I write one too, since everybody else is? Like what's I'm not I wrote everything I needed to before I left on this whole thing because what were we expecting exactly? <laughs> We're gonna be fine, okay? <laughs> the party's confidence has dropped by several stages uh, recently. So, you all rest as easily as you can, knowing that the finale of your adventures in Mirat is surely coming. All of your events over the past months, months that you have spent here are coming to a final absolute head. And this may just be the end of everything, depending on how this goes. You awake in the morning. Baylor, Inori, you take the time to prepare your spells, as you always do. No, you have someone help you into your full plate and probably just kind of get a little used to it, break it in some, move around it with a sword and shield. I'd probably have to get one of the servants to help because no one else here knows what to do with a piece of full plate. I'm sure you can walk a military soldier through lacing up full plate. Eh, true. Yeah. Uh, Dara, you're helping him with that, maybe taking some time to, I don't know, reflect. <clears throat> Kahina, mentally... Preparing to finally enact her master's will here to head in for what Martella had sent you for. And your morning rites. Is there anything else the rest of you want? I would like to say that my flat footed is now higher than everyone's AC. <laughs> That's fantastic, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's something that you're going to say, but... No, no. Just having fun. No, kind of just a, a quiet morning of preparation? No planning? No No well, final jokes from Nell? We've got the entire mm -hmm. ride there. That's true. You have most of a day's ride. Mm -hmm. Even Probably should out, discuss some sort of plan, though. Well, well, the plan is hopefully just to talk him down from his position, but if he won't listen to words and logic, then, I mean, we'll have to take the paper from him. Which means we need to find the library. We also need to get rid of the teleportation circle. What's the rules of engagement on this, though? Are we, uh, if, if things go south, are we 
trying to subdue Bartleby or take him down? I entirely? would prefer him to not be killed. Mm. Do we have the means to subdue a powerful man that can do magical stuff? Swords have a flat side on them. He's got a book, right? So, you, Dara, I think are the only one who can't do this. Anyone with a melee weapon, of course, you can swing your weapons non-lethally. Like, you can you can swing with a flat side of sword. You take a minus four to your attack rolls. But you can do it. Uh, you can't fire a crossbow bolt non-lethally, unfortunately. That's <laughs> not going to be any less pointy if you shoot it sideways. I also have non-lethal spells, so... I mean, he's a, he's a wizard, right? Like, can't we just take his book? If you literally heard me explain yesterday the book doesn't do anything. Yeah. We, we well, I thought you were morning. joking. I thought you just wanted to keep your book. No, the book is useless after it's been... Well, I mean, then his pouch, then. Take both. Why not? If we take his pouch, anything he needs components for, he won't be able to do, but he could still do anything verbal or, or uh, somatic. Which means he makes wavy motions with his hands or speaks words. No. Mm. If you could stop him from doing that, he won't be able to cast. Well, despite my lack of understanding of things, I do know words. I didn't yes. know what those meant. <laughs> Well, if he starts saying stuff you don't understand, it's probably not going to be good. From the so. makers of I Don't Like Magic, I Know <laughs> Words. <laughs> Volume 2 of the Now Story. I do think we should make the teleportation circle a priority. Very much so. Couldn't agree and more. And if he starts trying to do things with his hands, I can just break them. Yes, Nell. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> The news would have to reach Panavar that something had happened. I don't think it's as pressing of a matter as you're seeing it as. For how much he but... has already barricaded his castle, I find it likely that he may have already put a small warning out there. That's another thing we've got to be aware right. of. We got, everyone's got to keep their eyes open. For, we're going to have some traps if we're going in this place. There's going to be everywhere. If he's called him there already, then that just means I have to take two books. There, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to dance with Panavar, no. no. I mean, if he's here, we don't have a choice. <laughs> but if he's there not, there's always a choice. If he's not, then stopping him from arriving is paramount. Is a very key. I I agree with the circle being high priority, but. Bartleby's first priority. Yeah. I don't think the circle is top. I think circle comes second. Bartleby comes first. Mm. All right. Well, we had to get through Bartleby to get in there anyways, so I guess that's fine. Mm. And since... Subdue him rather than kill him, we can get more information about the rest of the things we need to do. Or we could just talk him into surrendering. Hold on. Like, the whole point of this is just to get the piece of paper that he has, right? And to remove him That's from That's one of several points. We do have to destroy the teleportation circle and get him off out of the uh, property. But, yes, we, uh, we will try to talk him down first. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, removing him from the property can be us subduing him, tying him up, and literally removing him from the property. <laughs> that is categorically removed from the property if you mm-hmm. carry him somewhere else. So... We couldn't toss him through the teleportation circle and then break it, could we? No. It doesn't work like that? No. Does Kahina have spellcraft or knowledge arcana? What, me? Kahina. Because the teleportation circle is a pretty high-level spell that I'm not positive she would be familiar with. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, I'm sure all of us know the word teleportation. Um, principle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's saying no. She's saying no that no. we're not opening the teleportation circle to throw him through yeah, to the other that side. Is, that is a, it's very high level arcane right. magic. Even that's what it's I'm not saying. on like it's, it's not just, a bardic spell or anything. Like so no, I mean you, it's just like that's just not we're not opening she, she's saying it. We're not doing that regardless of whether it would work. Uh, well, yes. Fair enough. Uh-huh. I'm just, just no. saying I'm just I know, I I'm not like Retconning, I'm just interjecting that you probably also don't know the specifics of No, she has no idea. But she knows opening that is a bad idea. As a matter of fact, Baylor, do you want to give me a spellcraft check? I'm pretty sure I rolled it before. For a teleportation circle? Yeah, because I was talking about how they're generally easy to destroy. Oh, right, 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 right. right. You did. You did roll one. Um, You got a pretty good roll on it because, yeah, you knew they could be... You would also know that nobody below, like, a court archmage could cast this. Uh, Establishing a teleportation circle is some of the most powerful magic that exists. Wow. So, imply about Panavar what you will. Extrapolate. Yeah. Sounds like he's a little bit worse than uh, Bartleby. A little bit. We don't want to dance with Panavar. We destroy the we destroy the circle. Keep him out of it. Baylor would probably have met maybe one wizard in his entire life capable of a spell that strong. And I've had a lot of life. And he's met a lot of wizards. Mm-hmm. Just gotta say, you look great though. For <laughs> all things considered, I've looked better. So, is there anything else before we? begin our journey does anyone want to use the god spear god spike god spike. it is a spear but yeah the god spike. it is a, it would anyone it's like... yours now if you want to name it the god spear you can call your weapon whatever you want to call your weapon <laughs> it goes best on you i figured i was just curious if anyone else cared to use it as you were saying that, I thought you were just asking anybody if they wanted to use the bathroom before we left. But <laughs> that would have been a I'm not stopping on the way there, kids. We ain't pulling over. If you need to use the god spike, Although, get it done now. We do, we do go back through stockies. Uh, the best euphemism for a toilet I've ever heard. We, don't we go do go stockies. back. Oh, to go back to Lothadar from Pinsaris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do not go through stockies. Let me grab the map. Um, I mean, there is nothing. Pinsaris is out of the way between the two. There's oh. nothing stopping you from like going out to Stockies. It's not horribly out of the way. But it is not on the road, no. Because Oh, I just would was be... asking cuz we had said last time that they had probably dropped off um yeah, the your shipment. acid arrows. 
Yeah, that's true. You might want to pick it. It would be like about a six mile detour because you're looking at three miles each way. I mean, that's nothing. We can. It's really. It's. I mean, that's. uh, A light horse only goes forty miles in a day, so that's a quarter day's ride. With the town center that we have now, do we actually have a, a magic general store in there in Stockies yet? We would not have like a magic general store, no. You would have like some traders who pass through sometimes who mm. uh, could have some things to offer. But that's as far as that would go. That was the only reason I was asking because... There's about no chance to be able to find anything specific magical in Stockies yet. Oh, well, never mind that. <laughs> And I doubt we're welcome in Lothidar right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> not only because of the cursed ring, I'm sure word's gotten out that we're not high on the... Uh, we're we're probably high on the priority. High on the priority to arrest. Baby's first that. curse needs to get over it already, okay? <laughs> like that's, that's fine. It's just... I'm sure the guards in Lothidar are told to arrest us on site. So not going to Lothidar is probably in our best interest. You kind of have to pass by Lothidar. Yeah, or like through a chunk of it on the way to the Palace of Birdsong. We can skirt around the edges, can't we? We might want to skirt. To be honest, I think it would be better to let our presence be known. We're not there to assault anything. We're there to try and talk. Yeah, but if you have to... We'll be back later. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. If we do try and pass through Nell, we will be forcibly stopped, more than likely by his guards, and then we have to fight to get free. Unless we want to be stripped of our weapons and served up on a platter. So we need to not stop in Lothidar. We need to go... We need to skirt the edges and try not to be seen. Makes sense, I guess. Direct route is not always the best. Did, route. did you just get convinced to do something other than what you wanted to do? I have that effect on people. <laughs> that is a bar. I've never seen it happen before. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an amazing sight. I gotta be honest. I mean, this, like, is, a, this is a moment. This is an important moment. I don't know if he's learning or you're just that good. Both? Fingers crossed, right? Well, what is the plan? What are we doing, kids? Do you have enough bolts, Tara? Yes, I do have enough bolts. I mean, hopefully. I don't know what we're running into, but the hope is that, yes, I have enough bolts. Well, we're going into a potential small siege of a palace. Well, I have uh, 42 bolts and nine iron, uh, cold iron bolts and three acid bolts. So I have quite a few. I okay. don't know if... I was just making sure. <laughs> so you want to ride out? Stop the stockies and then head up to the Palace of Birdsong. Well, if she ha- if uh, Dara has if enough bolts, yeah. If Dara's out of bolts, you should go straight there. Mm. I'm for going straight there. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's just go on and. Well, get you this all up. get ready. You gather up your gear and your equipment, and prepare yourselves for the road. And as you step out of the uh, the door for your from your guest rooms and head out. Who's the front of the estate? No servants of Akasa do this morning or 
even asked you for breakfast or anything. But Baron Akara is waiting out in the living room with a, a tea that looks like it's cold and untouched, uh, just sitting on the table in front of him. And he turns and looks at the group of you as you approach. This is happening. Yesterday yep. wasn't some fluke or a dream. End of the palace. One way or another, it's happening. Well, it's quite a long day's ride ahead of you. Taking your horses, I assume. I can't remember the last time I saw any of you <laughs> taking a carriage anywhere. You're going to want to get going for a change of mind. Anori's just going to head for the door then. Kahina would have all the letters. And she would hand them. In case we do not return. If as our friend you would grant us one last request. You're not making me feel better about this, you know. But, of course. And he'll, uh, he'll take him and just put him on the table next to his very much cold tea. I'll make sure they get there. Thank you. And he just kind of sits back in his chair. Looking down at the table in front of him. Not looking at any of you guys or making eye contact any further. I am sorry that you had to be put in this position. Well, from the sound of it, it's not entirely your fault, really. Possibly not even your fault at all. And if you're telling the truth, you got nothing to apologize for, Sir Lamas. So... For both of our sakes, wish you all luck up there. Thank you. And if you are in the right, Abadar, watch your road. Thank you. So with that, you guys head out, I assume. Out. Mm -hmm out of his estate, out to Pensaris to your horses, and start saddling up and getting everything ready to leave. And right as the servants get everything ready for and you all mount up and prepare to ride out, you hear Baron O'Kara one more time calling from his doorway. Dara! A mere moment. I walk over uh, kind of stiffly. And the rest of you guys are just kind of watching back from your horses as he dismounts and walks over to the porch. And Baron O'Carry just looks right in your eyes for a moment. Like he is a, a man torn in two.
He reaches out and puts a hand on your shoulder. We're both military men. You've served. You grew into the men we are today, supported by our brothers in arms. Dara. Can you be so sure Eutropia is the right side of this? Dara's gonna very uncharacteristically slouch down a little bit. To tell you the truth, I do not know if what we are doing here is right. But I was there. I stand back up. I cannot, I cannot deny my knowledge that Eutropia won the vote. I'm sorry I cannot give you a better answer, but I do not have one. He just kind of looks down for a moment, nods a bit, claps you on the shoulder again, and then turns around and heads back inside without a word. And with that, you ride. It's early in the morning, and if you're going straight to the Palace of Birdsong, you will get there in the afternoon. Uh, what would be around 3, 4 p.m. Uh, with plenty of time to spare before even the evening began. You're heading in, skirting the outsides of Lothidar, correct? And yes. heading up yeah. directly to the palace itself. It's a, a ride you've taken several times before. You've been up here for numerous occasions on your assorted adventures. But as you arrive outside the palace this time, you can see... Oh, I can't pull you guys so I'm on that. You can see that the guard outside the palace has near doubled with a full complement of six of the Lothian soldiers standing out front. Dep good news or bad news, I suppose, depending on how you take it. You see Linus among them. And as you approach and you dismount your, ho uh, your horses... All six of the guards, near in unison, draw their halberds. At ease, men. We are here to talk to Bartleby. Linus! Your old, uh, I'm gonna go with friend. Frenemy? Frenemy? would step forward through the uh, like outside of just the dripping vines and ivy hanging down around just the numerous flocks of colorful and very noisy birds that make their way around the outside of the Palace of Birdsong and the assortment of even those small cages they have scattered all around the front and back porches he would step forward this halberd still raised let me double check. I'm not an idiot. It is, in fact, Albert. Okay, I was second-guessing myself for some reason. Oh, with his halberd in front of him. No? You don't give orders here. Usaren did. Uh, Spear, you've gone and seen to that, haven't you? 
You are the second to allude to this. We have not seen Gusiarn. We uh, had talked to O'Kara about this and we are concerned for his whereabouts now. We must talk to Bartleby. This is out of hand. Bartleby's got some fairly strict standard orders for you in particular, Sir Rostam, but also for most of your friends here. Now, to be honest, what I believe doesn't really matter. What you say doesn't really matter. But here, before Abadar and all the gods that watch down on this world, I just want an honest answer. Did you kill Sir Gusen? I did not kill him. I did not fight him. I do not know where he is. He looks down and shakes his head, and some of the other guards kind of like look amongst themselves and their halberds a little more in front of him. It is the honest truth. I did not kill. I don't know. In good faith, I wanted to give you a chance to redeem yourselves in the eyes of the gods. And you stand and lie to my face. Whatever you did to him, whatever you did to my friends, Axia and Philo that were with him, and the new recruit that he just brought on a couple weeks ago. At I hadn't even point, been properly introduced to the boy yet. I'm going to step out, and I brought this specifically for a situation like this. I'm going to throw my cracked breastplate onto the ground, look him dead in the eyes, and say, that's the blow I took when the Duchess tried to kill him. Jumping all, in the way. As your, your breastplate clatters to the ground here in the drive in between you as you have this uneasy standoff about 25 feet away from each other. Everyone kind of looks at it. And Linus uh, takes a step forward. I don't know what trick this is. Now, all under arrest. To come quietly. We came to talk to the Count with the blessings of all of the other townships in his barony. Mm, I understand your orders. His teeth and looks back to his men and raises halberd. Fergusern! And they all cheer and rush forward. We need some initiative. Got a whole bunch of Hot initiative there with a with a nine. <laughs> Roll about a bazillion of these. I like the new banana dice. Yeah, banana dice. Let me mark this one closest to you. Uh, if it matters to you. Is Linus here. 
Alrighty. So, Baylor, with your chronomancy, your minor ability to kinda sense what's gonna happen, you react even before the order is given. You see this literally and figuratively going south, and you act first. I'm going to yell out the Tribune has a right to demand an audience stand down and then as I'm pulling out a small vial the magic word shoot a green ball at the soldier furthest on the right Okay. One of the ones behind a flanking Linus on the right side of the main door here. You do notice all the doors to the Palace of Birdsong are closed, which is rare. Uh, usually the front doors are wide open to receive visitors uh, and oh. That's natural intimidation. Warning. Yeah, it was, a, it was a warning shot. You're not even positive you want to kill these guys anyway. So you pull out that vial. Afterward. Shoot this spray of acid out uh, across the drive and one of the pillars with a, uh, a standing figure of uh, Abadar next to it, the, a ton of which flank the outside here, and spray it across the uh, the vines and alongside some of the cages with the, the small chirping birds inside them. And you get a couple of panicked squawks and honks, but no real damage or anything here. Gaina. Well, I'm going to use uh, Kahina throws a hand out and points straight at Linus because her initiative is higher than Linus. She gets a free intimidate. She does get a free intimidate. So she's going to look straight at Linus and she goes, Linus, you know us. You know we are fair and just and we would not be here to talk to Bartleby if we didn't have a good reason for it. Intimidate this man. I will intimidate crap out of this man well that still might make it maybe if if this trend continues there's gonna be a whole lot of crits here coming in about six rounds (laughs) we had a hard one and now a two but that does it is in fact an 18 and you are a bard that is still absolutely enough to intimidate linus Uh, i mean you can see that he visibly is shaken and then you still have your whole actual turn I could think and of course. modifier is yes, so this works out. And then uh, she starts weaving the tale of uh, an unjust, uh, an unjust ruler in the palace of Birdsong that does not belong. And uh, while narrating the story of the gallant heroes who have come to uh, rescue the fair and working class guard from so you their start you start overload. to weave this uh this this tale here the metaphor back. the yeah. overarching metaphor and the overarching metaphor to the, boost our confidence yeah, yeah, that yeah. we're here for the right reasons so one round of plus two for everybody <laughs> and that's a that's a move reaction for you now right so you still have to have a standard action even mm-hmm. um so Oh well. Intimidate two people. Good. <laughs> I could. Could. <laughs> I could very much do that as well. And so this guy right here next to him, 
The one I shot at. The one that he yeah, shot we're gonna at. Intimidate the hell out of this guy. He's gonna Throw look back at him and yell at him. Next time, he will not miss. We do not wish to hurt you, but if you attack us, we definitely will. Well, give me this follow-up intimidate. Oh, now we're back down to the one. It's Jeez, all right. That's your second. Hey, that's your second already. Guess who still passes intimidating these guards on a literal hard one? Because this is not yet Pathfinder Second Edition, so hard ones on skill checks are not automatic failures, and a oh. 17 is still enough to intimidate this guard. So, by the you guys need to, this is okay. Everyone, would take a moment. Why you to focus? Just, come on, get, get in the zone here. This is the Palace of Birds song. We're the holding whole back because we don't want to hurt the guards. You've had a we one, are. a two, and a one. We're going to need a little better dice than this if we're going to handle Bartleby. On the, uh, the far side here, on the far left, this soldier having a straight shot is going to rush with his halberd in hand and charge into Nell on your flank. Who is flat-footed, but also only is barely bothered by being flat-footed. So, good news, you brought the full plate. And uh, as this man charges into you, if it makes you feel any better, he also rolled a hard one. So, <laughs> it's just going around today, apparently. Uh, he, Slap fight. <laughs> he rushes in and almost seems to, like, second-guess himself near the end and just whips his halberd down through the air behind Nell as Nell turns to face him but then regains his composure readies himself for another attack Dara Dara's going to move back a bit he's going to move um is are these statues considered cover yeah these are like these are these statues down to the south of you around the, the central fountain in the drive. Uh, that's all cover. You can you can hide behind that. And Dara, as he does every time, is going to immediately move to take position and cover behind one of these statues here. Yeah. So he's gonna move down there, and then he is also going to try and intimidate. He's gonna try and intimidate the one that uh, ran up to Nell. Okay. Um. Because he sees that it's at least affecting them. He, he sees that it's affecting the others. You do see they're they're unsure, and the Linus and the man on the far flank both seem to be worried. And this guy that rushed in also doesn't seem too sure of himself either. Okay, yeah. And so he's going to just be like, "Stop! I am a Tribune," and that's literally that's exactly what he's going to say. He's going to pull rank. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> I am. It's a good and play. This isn't even Wait. do you know who I am. This is you know who I am. <laughs> you literally know who I am. Stop. You are fully aware of who I am. All right. And uh, you roll 14 on the die, a 22 intimidate. This man up front also, as he rushes it and swooshes the halberd <laughs> down near Nell, kind of pulls back a bit, realizing what he's doing, and sort of backs off. Linus... Scared as he is, is gonna go for it. And he is going to move up here alongside uh, Inori towards the middle of your line. Now, flank him! Get around! And then reach out with his halberd, uh, not leading with the blade, 
but instead trying to bring it down below Anori and Tripper. Check you, you. And fortunately, you even not being a, a terribly dexterous kind of person, Linus is far from the greatest threat that you have faced. And your line of bounty hunting, you are not unfamiliar with such tactics at all. And uh, you just barely react in time, but you are able to step out of the way of the hooked back of his blade as he tries to bring you down. Uh, coming in, joining from the left flank, another soldier is just going to charge into the front here. Stand also, still. I don't think he's passing through your square. He wouldn't pass through your square. He'd charge okay. in through this. This would be the straight line. Uh, also coming in towards Anori, uh, but this time, his halberd finds purchase. And as hit lands Anori, you take seven damage from his halberd Ooh, swing. Hold on. Before oh. that hits, I'm going to use an attack of opportunity to try to interfere with this. Oh, right. You have she's your oh. obligation. You have your high guardian stuff. Mm -hmm. High guardian stuff. Ooh. Get him. Alright, so how does this work? This has never this has actually never come up before in six levels of so, being a high guardian. Your AC is too higher. Mine? Yes. Okay. Uh her flat footed is too higher? Mm-hmm. And if it still hits, I can and, choose to just and take it for her. With raising her flat footed what is the seventeen? What are you trying to roll? What does you have to do with I just that? have to be ten. It's eight another. Oh, okay. You add another, and you, oh, you can as an immediate action add another. Is basically how as an attack of opportunity, and oh, because an I have combat reflexes, I can take them while I'm flat-footed. Ah, okay, fair enough. So you take this, uh, you take this opportunity to reach out even before moving to act or protect yourself to interfere with your sword, not to swing at this soldier, but just to try to catch the halberd, and you knock it just enough, just enough, off course that instead of connecting solidly with Anori's shoulder as it comes down and glances across her chain shirt, painfully, but not doing any real damage. Now, what is your initiative modifier, by the way? Because you are two. tied with some of these guys. Uh, so you would actually act before these two soldiers. So it would now be your turn. I think... I'm going to attempt to intimidate Linus you would, in the hopes oh. of making him back down. Okay. I'm not technically sure when his intimidate wears off, but I mean, yours is definitely like you have fear and stuff in yours anyway, so it would override regardless. Yeah. So I'm just going to yell at Linus to stand down that they stand no chance and that we are only here for peaceful negotiations. They're only making this worse. And with a 20, Linus does again seem afraid, but he also seems quite sure of himself. You're not wrong. He doesn't know if he can win it. He is afraid. But he looks like he is damn well going to try. Then I will five foot step right there. And that'll be it. 
Okay. Just kind of trying to get between the oncoming halberds. This other shaken soldier also still fairly scared and now uh, afraid is just going to move in towards the front, uh, towards you as you advance. He's going to move up to, to kind of block you from getting closer to the palace itself and is also going to swing low with his halberd, attempting to bring you down. And he will be entirely unsuccessful as his halberd kind of... He, he really... He seems unsure of what he, whether he should be doing this. This Albert kind of skirts across the dirt and just glances off your your greaves without even what seems like a, an attempt to hook you. He, he, he almost just stumbles into it, seemingly just hoping it would kind of work out. And this last soldier on the right flank is also going to charge in and just take a swing at you with his halberd. And... His halberd, as well, is going to connect, but be deflected by your full plate. You take the impact, but it, the armor does what it's supposed to do. Glances off the hit, and you take no damage. Inori. I'm sure... Would I know if, uh, when you're fighting dudes that use halberds, if they have a 10-foot reach or not? Well, seeing as they're all done a 5-foot range, you'd have a pretty safe guess they probably don't. <laughs> halberds are not actually that big. Yeah, halberds okay. aren't aren't huge. They're like trippy weapons. They're like hooked and can bring people mm -hmm. down. But uh, oh, and this guy mm. actually would drop his halberd, the one that just tried to trip you. <laughs> <laughs> he would literally drop his halberd, because he did right. fail by more than ten, so he can drop the halberd instead of trip himself. Uh, she's going to five foot step away, and draw a circle in the air speak a few arcane words, press the circle, and it's like a light sparkle around this circle, and then it it's almost like, you know, when you see the predator, this sort of floating disc appears, and it vanishes for a second, and then the, she's going to stand there, and can I intimidate the group? That requires uh, a feat. That's oh, a, okay. There's a, a feat for that, and it's also a full round action. So you, you cast this spell, it's a standard action to try and intimidate one person, so after casting a spell, you actually can't intimidate at all. Oh, okay. So it's even to do standard intimidate, it's, it's still a standard action, yes. yeah. Gotcha. Because it still puts it like Shaken's a pretty solid debuff, and anybody has the ability to do that. But as a, as you I do in many fights, action five foot to here. You cast, and that blue disc of energy shimmers in around you. And then is that a that might be it for you then? Because even the move action, I don't know if you can do anything in the move uh, action right now. I just wanted to move there's uh, I still have a move action. Can't really do that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for now. Alright, this last soldier here is going to make his way around the flank, down along the side of the palace, and he is going to provoke from Kahina right there, because Kahina does in fact have a reach weapon. So if you want to take your AOO, either lethally or non-lethally, you can. Um. If you want to do it non-lethally, it's at a minus four. Which would only technically be a minus two because we're buffed. Yeah, because you already have your, your song on, um, so it'd be a minus two net. Yeah, let's do this at a... Let's do this at a minus two. Okay. So that we're not... Because this would actually go well. So you bring your, uh, you bring your glaive around as he comes in, and you just try to catch him 
with the flat side of the of the glaive, using it like a giant bat, basically. That'd be a surprisingly effective use of mm -hmm. that, actually. It's a pretty heavy weapon. It's gonna hurt. Um. Oh, that's why. Ha ha ha. I was like, why won't it let me attack? Uh, but unfortunately, you're in your efforts to not harm these guards, your glaive does sail past and simply collide with the wall alongside him. The soldier is going to take his swing and is going to be significantly more fortunate as he brings his halberd down, making no such effort and dealing nine damage to you. You would see, uh, before we get into the second round here, you all would see a rustling in the bushes here on the western side of the fountain, on the opposite side of the drive from you. You can't make out what it is, but there's something there that is moving around, something fairly large. Uh, none of the guards seem to immediately notice as they are facing towards you away from this and very focused on this battle. Which brings us back to Baylor. Baylor is going to fumble to pull out a wand, point it straight forward, and a cone of swirling color is going to wash over the group of three guards. Ooh. We have color spray wands. I, I actually... don't know if this is going to pop up correctly. Did that pop up at all? It didn't. It did not. I actually totally forgot you guys had a color spray what? wand. Should just be DC 16. So DC 11. No, it's DC it's 11. So... Oh, no, because, yeah, it's super low. Yeah. So you can hit... The, the three people directly in front of you is what you're going for with this cone, right? You can't yeah. really hit the two that are coming out on the flanks. Uh, but let me make three will saves really quick. And Linus um, is shaken. And Linus, the uh, yeah, Linus is shaken. All three of them are going to fail. Oh no! As oh my goodness! This blast uh, of just like colored beams of pure energy flash out from this wand across Linus and the two guards directly in front of you. And they all seem to stop almost in their tracks. Their arms kind of dropping at their sides and their heads lolling back a bit as they just look like they're seeing eternity. Unsure of where they even are. <laughs> I can taste colors. And they are absolutely backwards as I'm doing it. Tasting the colors right now. Kahina, the guard you're currently engaged with is, is not one of these. And he definitely hit you and he hit you pretty hard. That's okay. Because all of these guards are now within 20 feet of me. So Kahina rocks, takes the hit, and then she seems to start getting very, very angry. Oh, and yeah. as she looks at this guard, her face starts to horrifically melt and morph into something very jagged and nasty and fey-like. What as her voice, are we ah! doing? 
haunted Fey aspect. Okay. Oh, this is I'm, I'm shaking. I don't I know what this does to these guys. I do indeed have that spell. So, haunted, <laughs> instead of disturbing illusions, you look and sound like a bizarre, insane fey creature. Okay, so you cast this spell, and through this illusion, this horrifying fey illusion, you now actually have real, not illusory, damage resistance against the guard in front of you. That is and her correct. voice morphs and changes as she looks at him with this, like, melting face that's becoming glowing eyes and horrific. And she points and she goes, I warned you not to bring down our full wrath. We tried to save you. Now there will be no saving any of you. Man is gonna need a change of pants if he survives this at least. I think. Do we all have to roll rolls for that? <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, well, it's because it's spelled. He's only he is is uh seeing this because it is that's against twenty the, foot. No, no, it's it's. It says like it's a single twenty opponent. feet radius. That's range personal. Well, it's a buff on herself, but it's oh, okay. it's against a single opponent. Right for the for the yeah. For oh the yeah, VR. it's only one. Yeah, the guy. Oh, okay, it's so only we're not the guy, seeing it. Yeah, only this guy in front of her is the one that's mm -hmm. seeing that, and uh, is also the one that is being uh, intimidated now, probably quite successfully. But go ahead and roll. Yeah. We already know it successfully because you can't. We've established you can't fail this. So uh, roll me that intimidate check. Yeah, I want to see if I can make him pee himself. <laughs> Oh yeah. Hey, a, with a thirty? With a thirty, <laughs> that man is very shaken. He is horrified. He stops, Drop rolls back your his helmet, and bow. And looks almost as frozen as the three guys and who just bow. got color sprayed. Uh, he's about as frozen in shock right now. This guy, uh, on the other side of the fight, uh, the far left next to the fountain is going to look over, confused, at what's happening to all of his comrades, because looking around the battle, the guy behind him dropped his halberd, three people just got stunned by color spray, and that guy's pooping his pants in the distance. This is the <laughs> only guy who still has a weapon in his hand, and is fighting, and he's also shaken. He's gonna drop his halberd and put his hands up, and step back. He, he's done. He's done with this. He, he does not know what's happening, but in the span of six seconds, all five of his comrades have been incapacitated. He drops his halberd and steps back without a word. Dara. So Dara's gonna just peripherally see that the other people are kind of taken care of, but he notices the wrestling in the bushes and brings his crossbow over there, ready. If anybody, if anything comes out of there, he doesn't, he doesn't know what's in there. Uh, he's gonna try and perceive, see if he can see what's rustling the bush. Okay. So uh, you're gonna just really try to peer into the shrubbery here and see what's over here. Yeah. Um, once again, I can't click on that. Oh. That worry. Okay, yes. And... With a 22, you actually see a person creeping through the bushes here. 
Uh, a person who is not geared at all like these guards. He's not wearing a breastplate. Uh, he simply has on a chain shirt and a pair of quivers slung across his back, fletched with uh, one very basic white and the other with a variety of differently colored arrows. He has a longbow drawn in his hands with one arrow knocked and is looking over towards the group. And as you see him, he sees you and sees you notice and just gives you a quick nod. Master Mosul is hiding in the bushes over here. Ooh. Yeah! Bo and the guards, unsure if he should be shooting. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dara will just stay. Uh, he's not quite sure exactly what he's supposed to be doing, so he's just going to stay there and just stay ready to action and see how this plays out. You're just gonna also, you're gonna join him in the wait and see club. Yep. Uh, Linus is stunned. This soldier is stunned. Everyone in front of Nell is stunned by this color spray and is just literally arms at their sides, one heading their halberd. Actually just like drooling on themselves, basically. No idea where they are or what's happening. Functionally unconscious on their feet. Nell. You only have to be adjacent to something to pick it up, right? Yes. I will move over and... That guy's halberd's in his square. Well, this one moved away from it. He dropped it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. I'll move over, and I guess, mechanically speaking, it's a move action to pick it up and then immediately... Can I throw it? Um, if you want to step over, you'd need to drop your sword because your hands are full right now. Because you have one hand locked into a heavy shield and the other hand's holding your sword. But if you if you want to drop your sword on the ground for a moment or even just like lean over and place something on next to the halberd, pick up the halberd, throw up behind you, that'd be your full turn. But you could do that. I mean, you could step over and just kick it. Yeah, you could just kick it away. Okay, I'll give you yeah, that one. I'll you can just, just step I'll over kick and it, kick it away. Uh, I don't know if that's out. technically an action in Pathfinder, but I'll give it. I don't. I don't see why yeah. you couldn't. I'll just kick it down south. No, like, I'll, I'll give pushes. that a move action if you want to step over. Yeah, you step over and just kick the halberd behind you while moving it, like, say, let's say mechanically another square back. So just another five feet away from the guy. As and that's the end of my turn because I can't five foot step. That was a five foot step, wasn't it? No. Was oh, right. You couldn't five foot step because you used it for your immediate action last turn. I do get my high guardian five foot step back if I need it, though. Uh, this man up here who dropped his halberd, who's next to the guy who just surrendered, sees his friend surrender and sees his drooling idiot comrade staying next to him. His halberd's already on the ground. <laughs> oh, he's, he's just going to step back next to his buddy and uh, also just go ahead and call it quits on this one. And uh, as he steps back, he'll call it, uh, uh, Sorry, Master Linus. We can't take these. Anori. Okay, so the three guys in front of me haven't officially... Well, I mean, they're kind of drooling. They're stunned and... Mechanically, they're stunned until Baylor's turn. They have their halberds out, they've come in swinging, and now they're all just staying their arms up at their side, <laughs> staring into oblivion. And the uh, gentleman on the right here? That man <laughs> is himself. horrified with his halberd oh, in front of him. He's already taken care of. He's horrified. He has no idea what's happening. All right. Uh, well, I just... 
I want to uh, attempt to, to intimidate one of the ones that is drooling on himself even further, because the other guy seems to be taking care of The other two have surrendered. Right. You have two that surrendered, three who are stunned, and one who's pooping himself in the corner right now. After, uh, fight is gone. after Kahina goes all biblical on the guy over there, Onoi is just like, sort of like shocked by the... Okay. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Then she's gonna get get her focus together and pick one of the guys as she draws CR. And I don't want to open any of you guys up right now. Yield. And uh, attempt to intimidate one further while they're okay. drooling on themselves. I don't even know if they're aware enough to be intimidated right now, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, stun does make them drop their weapons. So. Oh, so Albert's on the ground, actually. There's yeah, only one man holding a weapon. There's, there's one person who currently sells weapons in his hand, and, and it's a uh, change of pants here next oh to Kena. He's also the only one who's landed a hit, so I mean, credit to this guy. He's MVPing it right now. Uh, <laughs> if he, He's the only one still holding the weapon, then? So we'll He's just... also already very much intimidated. <laughs> wow. I'm just going to walk over and bash him with the butt of my sword then for uh, striking a Kahina. Just I'm going to walk over and slap head. this guy. Just just give him a slap. Does that change my roll at all? It's minus four to me, non-lethal. Okay. Minus two. Minus four, but you have plus two. We have plus two for performance. So minus two total, yeah. <laughs> so with a... 16. 16. You walk over and just bat this guy in the in the breastplate with your sword, and you deal normal weapon damage. It's just not lethal. It's interesting because sword pommels were made for blunt force strikes. Yeah, that's why it's still full damage. Yeah, it's definitely. You're gonna say it's not harder to do than hit them with the cutting end of oh. the sword? No, it is harder to do. It's just it's. Interesting that swords are versatile like that. Yeah. I mean, weapons, it turns out, were made for a lot of various reasons. So, 11 non-lethal damage to this guy, as he doesn't even hardly seem to register other than the physical impact of the attack. As looking at Kahina, he starts wildly swinging his halberd and screaming, The Fae! The monsters! They're not even human! Abaddon, protect me! Just swinging his halberd frantically at Kahina. And he's going to hit her. <laughs> In his blind panic, he is going to connect with her. Uh, which does, it only lasts one hit, so it does break the illusion. But you do take one less damage from that attack. So he hits you for ten as he full force panic swings his halberd uh, in wide arcs towards you. Just trying to beat you back as much as he is actually trying to do damage. <laughs> so you take ten more damage. Uh, Mosul, over here in the brushes, is kind of narrow his eyes a bit, and, like, he's trying to look at something, and he's gonna stand up straight, revealing himself to everyone, and he's gonna loose the arrow from his bow into this same soldier who's still handing on, uh, hanging on to his That's stuff. A lot of dice. And then really quickly, uh, afterward, he's gonna immediately draw another arrow and loose a second one as well. And as these two arrows both sail through the air, one after the other, similar to what you've seen Dara do many times before, both arrows strike this man in the side. As he reels into the wall, almost kind of 
descending into a sobbing mess here, still just reaching out with his halberd. And they both pierced deep into the side of his breastplate. He was not looking that direction, and he was very much not expecting Master Mosul's attacks. And he sinks down almost to his knees immediately. And Mosul calls out, Aye! You heard him! You're outmatched here! Surrender! I don't want to kill you, lad! And, uh, Baylor, as we come around to you, these guards in front of you all return to their senses and will near immediately back away from their weapons with the exception of Linus, who will start to scrabble at the dirt, now alone, trying to pick up his halberd. Uh, the guy in the corner here, now having taken Anori whacking him and two arrows to the side, drops his halberd as well and is just sitting in the corner crying. Literally crying. So you are left with just Linus in front of you, trying to grab his weapon. I will make a showing of making it clear I still have the wand in my hand and say, back down and ready to activate it again if he does anything hostile. Kena, you're pretty Kena's... injured at this point. This guy caught you twice with the halberd, learning a blind, raging panic fury. Yeah. Kahina's so, like... gonna five foot step behind Inori <clears throat> and um, start casting defensively. And cast. I don't have a... reach. You're good now. You don't need to cast defensively here. Yeah. Well, still. She's... No one here is holding a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> There's zero gonna... people this here who true. are armed that this are not on your now. team. <laughs> so she's gonna she's gonna do a, a cast moderate wounds on herself. And so you, uh, quite injured and out, starting to lose a decent amount of blood from these hits, really need to take the opportunity to heal yourself up. So you cast this spell. You and can't bring the power of Shellen and heal yourself for blank. And blank is blank is there it goes. Blank is eleven. So heal uh, up a little more than one of the swings. Did uh? I don't get a plus two on that, do I? No, no not for a... I didn't think so. Um, Dara's going to move over next to uh, Musil over here and just stay over there pointing at the guards, but kind of just you mean, he is still pointing move around him. the fountain and just kind of join him and mean mug and line yeah, us with, like, with pointing arrows at him. <laughs> thank you for coming. This, this was quite the surprise. Linus now see that all of his, his guards have abandoned him. Stops fumbling for his halberd on the ground and uh, reaches to the heavy crossbow he has slung around his uh, across his shoulder. Pulls that off and grabs on the arrows from the quiver he has across the back of his waist. It calls out, You're gonna forget this so soon! After what they did! Axia! Philo! I didn't even meet the new guy, and they're all gone because of this lot! And he's going to shoot an arrow at Nell. 
which is going to bounce completely harmlessly. Well, that would trigger my ready. Oh, that would trigger your ready. Oh, yeah, you would. That would as he, he goes to fire, he's also... He, as he goes to fire and raises his bow, I forgot you had that. You would immediately let loose another blast of this multicolored energy. <laughs> Linus is going to drop his bow on the ground, too. Just of course he is. He's going to drop his bow on the ground with his halberd and the arrow. And just go, his head just rolls completely back and he stares at the sky. And he kind of sags down, barely still standing at this point. No. I'm going to sheath my sword. Five foot step to here and just pick up both of his weapons. <laughs> I'm just going to scoop them up. Let's go pick up the rest. You don't get to have these anymore. Inori? I'm just going to stand over this guy who's weeping for his mother and hold my sword to his neck as I keep an eye on everybody else. And if, if stuff gets, I might stick this guy, so they better yield. Master Mosel's going to call out. What the hell did you do to this man? Kill this dog. Stand down, you'll get... You're the only one left standing, you got no weapons. What are you hoping to do? Baylor. I'm going to put the wand away. <laughs> Hold my hand up and say, next one won't be as gentle. Oh. Ready another spell? Uh, Splintered Spear. Alright, Splintered Spear, okay. Kahina. Noticing now that this poor guy over here has no weapon or anything anymore, and he's five foot step back and just reach out grab his, like, shaking leg, and she's gonna throw a, uh, Cure Light Wounds um, on him. So this guy that took the two arrows yeah, and has uh, still the two sticking out of his side and, like, in between mm -hmm. the front back panels of his breast. He doesn't want to heal him back to full health. Yeah, but you're gonna reach out and you're gonna at least make him feel a little bit better. I mean, she's probably gonna have to make... An attack roll for that, isn't Probably, she? Probably, actually. He, well, the yeah, those. the illusion is dropped, but this you actually got to make an attack roll to touch him with this. So you cast a spell okay. and you have the magic in your hand, but it's just a right. normal, it's just a physical attack. You just click melee in your character sheet, and it's a touch okay. attack. So, so now the scary phase trying to heal. Him. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Point, so. Well, well, the illusion's broken when hit, hit, it broke. Yeah, so he doesn't see that anymore. He just saw her okay. twerp for a moment. Now it looks like she's gone back to normal. But that's—I don't know if that's more or less horrifying. Oh, no way! No way! No way! Well, she this still guy. has the spell. Yeah, yeah. you still have well, the cure light ones in your hand, but but he just won't let me. That's he's fine. scrambling away you, from you. You try to reach down, and he just scrambles away. No! No! Please! No more! I surrender! Like throwing his head, like literally trying to kick at you, like. Like a, a screaming infant that you're trying to put down for a nap, throwing a tantrum in the corner, and you can't get your hand on him solidly enough to discharge the magic. 
Dara? Uh, Dara is going to um, walk up to the front door and knock. Gonna walk up to the front door. Oh, man. You're just gonna walk past this. That's you're gonna walk up past to the those guys. front just doors of the palace. Yeah. And, like, just knock really hard on the door. Through the assorted cages of birds here, and just up to the front door. Ooh. Okay. Bold. That is very bold. Linus is still stunned. He's just gonna stand here drilling. Now. I, how many various weapons can I just pick up and take? I mean, you're not trying to wield them. You're just trying to hold them in your yeah. arms. So I wouldn't say this. You could pick, you could like go around and just pick up all these various halberds. <laughs> okay, them because that, that's them. what I'm going like, to be You're spending. not trying to wield them. You're just yeah. holding them. So I will then pick up the halberds that are also around me. I'm now just holding a bundle of, of various weapons. I will do the same over here. And I'm gonna take initiative down here because I think Linus has ceased to be a threat to us. <laughs> that requires us to continue uh, rounds here. So I will eventually, everything into the fountain. Other <laughs> Alberts in the fountain. It's like a, a wishing well. It's like maybe a foot of water, but you just you know screw them. So you drop them all in the fountain anyway. This is that much harder to get to. Yep. And. Uh, Linus comes to him with no weapons, looks around. I told you we didn't want to kill you. Nor do we want to kill Bartleby. He. It's all this. You, you killed the Seneschal. That you. you I did not Oxy kill the Silo. Seneschal. Then where'd they go? They went down to Stockies near a week back now and have never reported back to us. Right, and the while... The breastplate on the ground with a crack running straight across the front of it, or actually that'd be the back, is because of the Duchess who has slain all of them. Master Mosul speaks up at this point. I fear I've gotten myself into a bit of deeper waters than I may have been expecting. There's a lot going on here with your lot, isn't there? Indeed there is. If you don't want to be a part of it, I do understand. Right then. I'll just be taking my things. We do thank you. You may be attacking the palace. You know, if there's any real substance to the rumors, but Count seemed par enough, uh, paranoid enough that it was worth traveling up here and checking things out. Well, we want see, to speak. You can see our intent of attack is not to harm. We are here to talk. That is it. Right. Uh, he raises his hand to the guy across the yard from against the wall, crying, uh, Sorry about the arrows, mate! Hey. Sorry. He'll heal. At this point, you would have gotten your hand on him to, to discharge that, that cure light wounds, and he would okay. be starting to calm down somewhat. Let me take him a leave, though. This is... I don't know what I expected, but... You lot seem you can handle yourselves well enough. 
I knew that already, of course, after what happened with the Jambus, but... Right then. And he's gonna put his hands up, sling his bow back over his shoulder, and literally just turn and start walking down the drive. Yeah, I don't blame him. He's just gonna... leave. <laughs> if no one stops him. And, uh... Linus calls after him. All this! Shoot! The Count's guns! You're under arrest! And he just turns back. <laughs> Linus, laughing, shut the hell up. Puts a hand up and keeps walking. He's lived in Jambus for how many months? And you honestly think you can arrest him? He, sly he slays giant spiders on the daily, Linus. He alone could probably have handled a lot of you. Bartleby's on, on the defense here. Just, we don't even you know, want him to be on the to defense. Him. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you lot are doing. Yeah, I... We told you. I stayed the we night. to speak. Two, three nights at your estate down at Stockies. Woke up outside naked. The lawn, things thrown at me. And you get here and have one of my men screaming about being attacked by a fae. I don't know what's up with the group of you. Should we tell him about that, guys? But I can't s stop you. Clearly. We are just here to speak to Bartleby. We're going to the temple. I can't talk some sense into you. Maybe the holy men can. Be back, Take mind this one you. here. He's still injured. Taking all of us. We can't fight this. It's let us have our weapons back, I imagine. They will be staying in that fountain until I deem them appropriate to be removed from it. Come on, men. Best we can do for all of us now is to get the Archbanker. To the stables. Would you like some gold to heal your friend? He puts his hand up. I want nothing from you, lot. Keep in mind, we did spare all of your lives after after attacking tribunes of this county. And he turns around as he passes uh, to turn and yell back at you up by the front door. I don't know what your game is. I don't know what you hope to accomplish after all the good the Count and his men have done for us. The good the Count has done? When was the last time you lived amongst the people that you serve? He turns Bartleby to you. Has His done coin is the only thing keeping my family fed. And all these good men and all the rest of them he employs. It's Look, I'd barely be a done the same stockies to without his hand guiding it. Our hand guiding it. He did not touch stockies. He turns he around. He left it to rot. He like turns he around to know and puts a finger like to your breastplate. My wife, a few years back, fell ill with child. If it hadn't been for the magics of the Church of Abadar, which we couldn't afford, and Sir Gusern paid for it of his own pocket, she wouldn't be here. And maybe not even my son. That was Gusern, who was a good man. That was, that not, was Bartleby. not Bartleby. That was not Bartleby. There's another speck of Like, cross the group, you and back to Nell. 
I don't know. Maybe it's not. I place the judge. Oh, y'all. So I'm heading to the Please temple. do fetch I'll be the back with the Archbaker. We would appreciate someone of legal standing for this. Well, he's not going to stand down, neither are his men. We will see. That he'd motion the rest of his soldiers to come with him. And they would all fall in line behind him and also make their way down the other side of the drive towards Lothidar on foot. Dar's gonna walk over to Nell. No peasants kill! And place a hand on his shoulder and is like, Nell, we were trying to have nothing to do with Sir Gusen's death. That's why we left the note. The Archbanker is not going to be happy to know we had anything to do with that as she raised him like a son. Yeah, you did. What was our plan? Kind of put us in a pickle there, man. Say we did anything, only that the Duchess is the yeah, one. Yeah, but... He defended her, him from the art from the Duchess. That doesn't mean we knew about the death. It means we knew he was there. We knew he was at the... I did not say where I defended house. him. I simply said that I tried to defend his life and that the Duchess was after him. And as you're out here trying to head into the palace proper, each of you, as you look towards the door, see in the vaulted windows above the front door of the palace itself, with the plants and vines hanging down around them and birds perched on the sill above, a figure turn away from the window. Certainly looks like Bartleby. Ooh. Is there enough time to wave at him? <laughs> Jeez. You can do all the waving you want while we're taking our pee break here, because it's definitely about <laughs> that time, too. So we're going to take our midstream break. Let us resume our adventures. So with Linus and his group of guards departing, the palace is here before you. Dara knocked on the door. Did anyone answer? No. <laughs> Surprisingly, nobody answered the door, no. Rude. Very rude. So rude. So, there's a door in the way, and I have a habit of kicking doors. Can we try the, the knob nope. first? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might have left it open, and we don't need to trash Utropia's house. I have a better idea. I no, bet you don't. You don't. No, no, I do. Ooh. I do. I do. No, I have no, a better idea. Try idea. the door so handle now. I've had this for so long. Oh, he's just going to do it. Okay. It, well, didn't, it's the it doesn't fit this lock. Oh. Oh, he tries the skeleton key. Hold on. There's four doors here. You don't even know if it's locked. I'm going to try this door now. Can I just walk up and try one of the handles? <laughs> yes, <open>. please. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you as much. Oh. It is, in fact, not locked. I was having fun. <laughs> I, I, How did I, you try the key and it didn't work? How did that happen if it's unlocked? Well, because he's just turning the He's trying to just turn the key. Yeah. In I'm the keyhole. He's not trying to knob. He's trying to turn the key and can't get the key to turn. 
Uh, and then he's no, just disappointed, moves on to the next lock. Forever, and never had a chance to use it. And you still, still have it! Don't. <laughs> yep. So as you enter, or as you uh, open the front doors here, you can see once again the entryway, the gallery leading into the Palace of Birdsong. Uh, similar as it was before, but this is the first time you've really seen it so bereft of life. No servants or nothing move around in this now what almost unsettlingly like white and sterile corridor here. Uh, well, the sides may be very barren. The floor is a series of marble tiles inlaid with weaving black, uh, green, and blue painted arms and branches and sigils winding their way across the floor and around the four pillars supporting the ceiling in here. These four marble columns carved in the likenesses of four gods that nobody here that lives in Taldor needs a knowledge religion check to identify. Abadar, Shellen, Erodine, <laughs> Erodine, and Caden Kalian. So I'm just going to yell into the general building. Bartleby, we've come to bargain. Your voice <laughs> echoes through the empty halls of the Palace of Birdsong here with no response. Before uh, we walk inside, Kahino would take out the wand of cure light wounds and point it back at herself and finish yeah. off. Yeah, six health per use on that, so just have many charges you want to take off it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm over rolling for cure wands outside of combat. I'm just giving you like all the d8s for fives <laughs> to save us time. After um, a noise, done shaking her head. We've spent four years right. rolling 57 right. D8 plus ones for your light wounds wands. I'm over it. You just get six <laughs> health every time you use it. That sounds like if a If it's plan. in combat, we can roll it. So, how do many traps do you think he's managed to put in here? Keep your this head on a swivel. Spooky. This looks spooky. Do you think we should try and go with him through a different door? Well, I mean... I'm gonna hold. Kahina just holds her hand out and waits for the de waits for the detect magic to like come forth <laughs> towards the uh, statues and the sigils yeah, on the you floor. You do that hold side. Up. I'll do the other side. <laughs> you hold up both of you, swinging back columns back. of detect magic across all of this uh, interior hall here, trying to see if there was any kind of magical traps or alarms or anything Bartleby has set waiting for you. You don't detect anything. It stays active for five minutes it says as well so we can just sort of walk around with it. Yeah, you can hold detect magic up and walk around. It's, yeah, like, it's also it a cantrip so you can just keep just casting it regardless. It's just it takes three rounds of analyzing something to <laughs> analyze the actual aura but if you point at anything you'll get yes magic immediately. You, you can't absolutely just hold it up in front of you. Okay. In fact, that's actually in second edition how it's designed to work. It's not even an active spell. It's like a passive ability that you are assumed to be just walking around with a cone of detect <laughs> magic. So you just like, move a, at half speed while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You move at half speed and you uh, you holding a flashlight. You exactly, you're using exactly like a flashlight. I know the internet is getting worse and worse, guys. I'm real sorry. I'm seriously hoping it's not going to drop out completely. It's getting well, really bad. We'll try not to move too much. So. <laughs> Everyone arranges themselves on the steps here before the door. But nobody is quite ready to make the step over the threshold. 
No. Hell does it. No. Yeah. Steps inside the door. <laughs> Look first. Nothing happens. No, I mean we're just going upstairs. It's right over here. And I'm I'm just gonna point down the hall. I know right, it sounds that right. We would see, of course, yeah, down either to your right or your left down these side hallways. There would be a spiral staircase uh, on each side, leading up to the upper floors. I think we should do at least a cursory sweep of the bottom floor. I mean, we're not here to bother f sweeping and fighting and whatnot. We're just here to talk to Bartleby. Yes, but if anything happens upstairs and they come up at us from behind, we don't want to be surrounded. Yeah, I'm with Baylor on that. We don't want mm. two fronts. That's a sound judgment. Dara? Tactically? I worried leaving Bartleby too long. Uh, if we know in the general area he is, but I also see the reasoning of sweeping the bottom floor, but it is such a large... Way to take his side. <laughs> well, it is such a large lower area. We've Diplomatic. Been... The palace is massive. So uh... it may take too long for us to even get to the second floor before we could even do anything. What would be too long about it? I mean, I remember trying to run up and getting it to get my bow when it was only upstairs in my room, and it took forever. <laughs> and as you stand here and discuss, each of you kind of get a strange feeling, uh, almost of, of being watched. And when you look at these four statues, these four very decorative statues here in the entry when you first open the door... They were, you swear they were all looking just straight forward towards the doors. But now, it almost unsettlingly feels like they've ever so slightly moved to look at your group. As you all kind of notice this as you talk at the same time, you notice it simultaneously because they very much did. And further than that, they start to unfold the four images of the gods moving from their plinths and ready Oak. to defend the palace. Gonna give me some initiative again, my friends. Not magical, these things? They wouldn't detect as magical. Mm. They're immune to detect magic. Well, isn't that fancy? Seems logical. It's a good thing we're already in formation. Yeah, all right. There we go. All right, all their initiatives are wrong. I have to, uh, it doesn't factor in something. So I'm going to have to change all their initiatives briefly before I actually start this. I think they are five higher than what the sheet is going to roll. Let me double check. I have this in my notes for exactly this reason. They are six higher than what they rolled. Speedy. Because they get like almost a pseudo surprise round from attacking his statues, which gives them a plus six. Alrighty. And as they begin to move and as you ready themselves, the two on the right side here, uh, Caden, Kaylian near the front, and Shellen in the back, 
immediately move to engage the intruders. Uh, this stone form of Caden Kalian steps forward and begins to swing with the carved image of the longsword in the statue's hands towards Nell. And it is he... currently 25. And as it swings, as it's start, starting to become par for the course here in your full plate, this stone sword glances off of your armor. Be deflected as you would hope full plate would do. And then Shellen is going to stop forward as well and swing down with a massive marble fan connected to her hand. And Anori, your ace is currently plus one. These are both at you, at you, Nell. Okay. Uh, and that one does actually connect with you, and Nell, you take five damage from a glancing blow as this thing never really designed to be a weapon just through the sheer force collides with your full plate. I'm going to uh, initiative for some reason. I definitely have a roll to 17 oh. in the... Did you have your character selected? I thought so. Hmm. Maybe not. Hmm. Maybe not. I mean, it gives you an error message if you don't. Yeah, it wouldn't have rolled. Definitely see the roll in the... Yeah, I definitely see the roll. I'll put you up here. There you go. Thanks, Seth. Baylor, may I recommend some... Knowledge engineering? Knowledge engineering checks, mayhaps. Not one of my better ones, but we'll see. Definitely not with a <laughs> natural one. Ones. Yeah, golems are not your area of expertise. And uh, these statues, having not appeared to detect magic, uh, at least your cursory knowledge of general golems tells you they're some kind of golem. But that's that's about as far as your golem studies have gone. It's a big punchy rock. And you know that golems, uh, from not checking up the tech magic, are generally entirely immune to magic. Uh, I'm all yell out to Inori, don't use magic. And how tall are they? Uh, the ceiling here is probably about a good 10 feet overhead and they fill up most of it because they're usually posed with one hand or both hands up on the ceiling so they're probably a good seven eight feet tall not and massive but like head and shoulders over you and how tall are these doorways not that <laughs> yeah, they could, they could, i'm trying to look at my own doorways to guesstimate what percentage of a room is a door i guess seven foot statue seven and a half foot statue could probably fit their door fairly easily i mean they're definitely moving so they Seems like they yeah, I mean, they, they, they could duck down either through. way. And these but... are huge double doors at the front anyway. All right. They could definitely fit through a doorway. Well, this is not the Senate Undercrops. You will not lock another giant mechanical monstrosity <laughs> behind a door it can't fit through. Not today, Valor. Well, I'm no, still... but we could funnel. That already I'm worked once. Gonna... <laughs> I'm still going to stay outside. And to the one directly in front of me. Wave my hand, summon up a wooden spear, and hurl it at it. And that will that will work. You can throw your wooden spears, 
while magical, the magic is conjuring the spear. Then you're just throwing a regular spear, which will probably work. And with a 24, you will certainly hit the statue in front of you. And it hits for nine damage. A splintered spear breaks itself upon Shellin's body. You can tell it's definitely not, like, it, weapon attacks are not entirely effective. It is most certainly resistant to traditional physical damage. But you are doing something. It does at least chip and blast away little bits of the marble across Shellin's chest, but not much. Also probably notice, I guess it doesn't have blood and... Definitely is not bleeding, though. <laughs> the statue does not start so. bleeding. Dara. Uh, Dara is going to try a knowledge engineer. Ooh! And see if he can't figure something out. With in... <laughs> a 16, you know a thing. You would, in fact, know that most forms of animated golems, which are not unheard of being employed by the military, are used for their innate resistance to magic, but that based on their composition, some schools of magic are generally still effective on them. Things that would be effective if it were an inanimate statue will sometimes would sometimes still work upon the actual construction of the golem itself. And you also know that golems are very resilient to all but adamantine weapons. Which doesn't really help you, because none of you have any of those. Uh, Not immune, just resistant. Okay, well I guess he would just, um... That was just a, that's a regular standard. This little skip right here is just because we were having some crazy internet issues while we were playing. So, if you didn't miss anything, don't worry about it. So, Dara, you were you stepped back down to the bottom of these stairs leading up to the front door here, and you. Call that, anybody have any ideas? And you I didn't have shoot. any good ideas. Ask ask crowdsource crowdsource here. <laughs> um, and he's going to pull three arrows out and just do the same thing Baylor did. Try and that one. You're gonna do the uh, the same thing you do every day. Oh, which is boy. fire three bolts into the golems in front of you. And of those, two of them are going to hit. Your military instinct kicks in, and you try to aim for vulnerable sections. Because this statue of Shellen is still shaped like a person. Uh, just like a beautiful woman with wielding this feathered fan. And you shoot one <laughs> arrow into her chest, one bolt into her chest, and one up towards her neck. But that doesn't chip in any better than the chest does. They are immune to critical hits. But you do get damage twice. Okay, cross my damage. So the seven. And, and a, not the seven. With two sevens, you feel as though you have done almost nothing. As your bolts just glance off the stone of this statue of Shellen, taking only the smallest chips along with it. Nori. Well, hearing uh, Dara crowdsource for ideas, Nori's gonna be like, I got one. She's going to 
with a, an orange aura appearing around CR and channel her own power to en enhance his ability to do damage, I guess. Okay. So now so he's, glowing, he's got an orange glow around him. You're just going to pour this energy into Ciaran with as much magic as you and Ciaran together can muster to ignite this blade with pure magical power. And you are going to... That was my uh, swift action, and uh, with my standard, I am going to attempt to attack the one everyone's going after here in the middle. Okay. So you're going to take a swing at this statue here. Yes, yes, yeah. With two... All right. Uh, 17. Well, the statues are not terribly fast. And they're they're not really difficult to hit. So your sword connects with the side of the statue. Give me that damage. Beautiful. Bang! The 15 with all this energy surging through Ciaran. You may not have an adamantine sword, but you can mirror its power. And you strike at this statue and hear a metallic crack. Not only does your adamantine power not help you in overcoming this golem's resistance, you hear Ciaran in your mind grunt in pain as your blade reflects back off. Oh! And I'm on a five foot step away. A <laughs> tiny crack runs alongside Ciaran's blade where it connected oh. with the golem. That said, you do oh. still do some damage and it is a powerful impact that takes a chunk out of the statue but still resistant. Here on the left, Abadar himself steps forward, bringing down the literal scales of law as if they were a club towards Inori. And his attack is going to connect. And uh, as you stumble backwards, worried for Ciaran, you take eight damage from the Statue of Abadar's attack. Okay. Gehina. Gehina's seeing all this, hearing the hearing the crunch of metal and seeing all of these look back at Baylor and just be like, acid? What? Do we need to run now? And she's literally going to take a couple of steps back. And you're just gonna move back with no real idea what you're supposed yeah. to do here. Uh, Erodin in the back approaches. As Erodin? Oh no, I haven't actually did it. I can't fight foot. Yeah, stamping towards the door and uh, it moves slowly and purposefully. It's a statue that has taken this role as a defender, but was not designed for it, and uh, just barely approaches to Inori, raising its sword to strike as well. You had the double move to get there. Now, I'm going to say back to everyone, 
Trust me on this. I'm going to five foot step out and close the doors. So you step back and not really positive what exactly you're going to do here. Shut the right side of the double doors in front of you. Uh, just putting doors between you and these massive golems. You can still hear stone sliding and crunching as the golems move around inside, but they neither open nor break down the front doors to chase after you. Baylor. Gonna... Retreat further back into the yard. And I can still see the other two through the other doors. Yes, they're still right there in the doorway. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work more like how I thought spells were going to work, or since I'm actually summoning something, it might affect them. What are you casting? Acid Splash. Does Old Acid Faithful. Splash allow spell resistance? It does I don't believe it not. does. That's what I thought. You conjure up once again All Faithful, and you blast <laughs> this Acid Ball into the statue. Much like Splintered Spear, the magic is just summoning a ball of very real acid that the statue is not in any way resistant to. And of an 18, that will certainly hit which statue? The right one or the left one? Doorway? Uh, the right one. Okay. Right in front of Inori. And... I think I set this up to roll, right? Well, it doesn't roll, but... Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually roll because it's a D3. Right, yeah. So you hit it for three damage, which... As the acid sears off some of the smooth, perfect finish of the statue of Erodin here, you can tell that this is having full effect. Full effect is three damage, but still full effect. Dara. Dara is going to move. He's going to move over here. Uh, over to the left side, to the side doors, to where kind of near the side doors are. Over to the, uh, yeah, because there's the main front doors, and then on either side of the drive, there's like a side entrance. So you can move over toward the left side entrance. Yeah. Um, and just shout at the others. They move very slowly. We can, Why don't we try and go up the stairs and just leave them behind? I like that idea. And that's, that's his move. Uh, you can move twice. Like, you could... You I don't want to go there first. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Ori, you hear CR in your mind. Oh! I don't know what that was, but these things are destructive. You don't carry a bow. I either follow your tribune here. You better get one of those halberds out of the fountain. Something expendable. Good idea. Uh, I'm going to... Can I uh, withdraw and just chase Dara? Yes. Withdraw means you won't provoke out of the first square you move out of. So you can yeah. withdraw from here, and yeah. you can withdraw back one. Or you could move action and shut the doors. 
can I, I can I shut the door and withdraw? No, withdraw is a full round action. But if you shut the door, the door is going to be in between you. But if you shut the door right in front of them, it's going to provoke from the two statues right in front of you as you try to get the double doors shut. Oh. So you can shut both doors and provoke, but the doors are shut, or you can withdraw and the doors are still open. And I am beside you, so your AC is effectively plus three. What do you want to do? Around six seconds, uh, quick decision. I'm going to withdraw and go after with Dara. So I can just move one away without provoking, or is yeah, it? Yeah, you don't provoke from the square you're in right now, and yeah. then you can double move normally. It's, so it's still a double move. You just won't provoke from stepping back from the door. Okay. And so you withdraw, leaving the doors wide open, back out towards the left side of the palace here. Um, Abadar. The threats now having retreated. Returns to his plinth. And takes his station once more. Kahina. Open close! She's gonna close the doors. Beautiful. <laughs> we have a spell for this. We it's have like a spell. closing the door, but I don't have to walk over there. <laughs> Which is uh, a pretty good benefit right now because they are moving back and you don't want to make them mad again. So with a quick incantation and wave of your hand, you shut the front doors, the uh, left half of the front doors here with magic. And then... Move over there. See all these like, golems in behind you. And you can see through the windows as the four of them remove, uh, return back to their original positions. Uh, the statue of Shellen's still quite much. Much as I like the idea of the side doors, she's going to point to the window, like right in front of her, that goes to the guest quarters they slept in last time. She goes, Why don't we just break that window and be as far away from them as possible? To get up the stairs, we would still need to go in that hallway. We you know can, the you can see through the windows, but you can see the statues through the window, and you can see the hallways through the window, and you've been in there before. Regardless of how you come yeah. into that, you're going to have to be in one of the like, side offshoots of the main entry hall where those golems are to get to the staircase. Mm -hmm. If All we have to leave the building, I could just stand there and eventually destroy them. We don't have that kind of time, I don't think. Is that something you could run out of? Will we need that later? This particular spell, no. Oh. Nifty. It's your uh, spears, isn't it? You love throwing your spears. Oh, why is that no, those are limited. The acid, however, is not. Seem to be pretty effective. Well, if we need it later, we know we have it. I vote for a quick run up the stairs. Quick run up the stairs, it is. Yep. I. If they try to follow us up the stairs, well, if they try to follow us up the stairs, I can simply hold the way while you deal with them. That doesn't sound like the worst idea I've ever heard. And that seems like that's the, the party's plan. So, you ready yourselves to rush inside and to just rush the stairs, really, and try to 
hurry to the top before these statues can get to you. I mean, as you saw, they are very slow. So, it's not beyond reason. Uh, put yourselves on the staircase here. Apparently Dara's in the front, and I don't think Dara's going through that door first. <laughs> so Nell takes the lead. I mean, I, I can imagine because I'm going to have to move you guys up the top of the stairs anyway. Uh, Nell hey. takes the lead here with Anori alongside him. And Kahina, Dara, and Baylor all a bit behind. Waiting for your opportunities. Yep. You open the door? Yes. Nell opens the far left side door, only maybe 10 feet from the spiral staircase heading up. And the five of you quickly rush up to the top of the stairs. You arrive at the top to a scene much like what you may have deigned to hope. Count Bartleby Lothied standing up here at the top of the stairs in uh, one of the many entertaining spaces here in the palace itself. An upstairs parlor with massive bay windows overlooking the drive below the lawns and down to Lothidar, where you'd seen his shadow from below as you approached. He is flanked by two guards and one bonus. A fourth figure stands in the middle of the room, whirring and clicking as clockwork motors power a strange soldier. Uh, clamps more than hands grasped onto a halberd it holds perfectly vertical in front of itself. Waiting orders. Bartleby is standing a, a few feet back from the bay window and doesn't immediately turn to address you as you reach the top of the stairs. But the two soldiers, their halberds also in hand, both turn to face you and start to move to uh, protect their count. I'll go on ahead and sheath my sword. And looking at Bartleby, I will say my tribune has demanded an audience with you. The archbanker is on her way and we have many things to discuss. The count does not reply immediately. Continues to look out the uh, the windows, down towards the drive. His hands folded. Oh uh, no, his walking cane in front of him. As you could see from our display out front, we do not intend to harm or fight or cause any disruption besides a conversation. I know what you intend. Believe it or not. I didn't get to my position here through ignorance nor arrogance. Only one person that could have sent you here. And he turns and takes a step back towards the table in the center of the upstairs parlor and uh, picks up a few sheets of paper. A cursory glance. Her work is astounding, admittedly. Always been her forte, working behind the scenes, undermining the efforts of her betters, even within her own family. 
These are falsified, I'm sure of it. Throws the paper back down the table. You've no relation. Late Lady Betany. My half-sister sent you here for my throne. I'm more or less on the mark. More or less. He shortens his grip on the walking cane, pulling it up in his hands, holding it almost like you would a, uh, a baseball bat with the bulk of it still pointed down towards the ground. And he reaches up and grips the top and draws a blade from the end of the cane. I can't imagine you'd come here, assuming I would simply forsake my titles. My heritage. My legacy. The Lothian family has overseen these lands of Marat for generations. And I won't be the one that loses them. Not to Martella, not to anyone else. Who may not have a choice, as much of the county is behind us. Doesn't matter. Their will of these peasants, these commoners, they can't possibly understand what me and my family have done. Our blood, our sweat, years of effort has gone into building up what we have here. Do you believe half the things you say, Bartleby? You've looked he, at these towns lately? He turns, we did he come here for more than swords. just our own intentions. Oh, towards Nori. I don't care why she sent you here or who else is pulling the strings behind the scenes. You've already the weapons in hand, so stalwart, die your blade. It was never our intention to fight you, sir, but for you to take the right place. You were never meant to rule. You were merely meant to look after. We are calling you to do your duty to your princess and to the Stavians as the agreement is of old. You are but caretakers until the princess or the rightful Stavian heir. I know our place. Then do the so, Stavians sir. do not hold the crown. They are no longer the rulers of Taldor. They but have she does. No she won the vote. And no power. The if vote not, was inconclusive. The Senate did Gera. not convene. And after the tragic events of that evening, only Utropia would bend that much bloodshed to her own personal gain. That's why you're here. Martella still hasn't seen the light. She still thinks Utropia can lead this nation somehow with no knowledge no experience nothing behind her to educate it as a woman she knows nothing of what's needed to run a country if you believe that we are so in the wrong on this matter then why did baron okara give us his blessing to come here and talk to you i don't know but this is surely a matter i intend to settle after we're done here you have two choices sir rostam and surrender to our custody in the hands of the county if you believe you are so right I am willing to die for this cause 
Yep. If the Archbanker is on her way now, and we present her with the paperwork, you don't think she would agree with us? Of the right of Abadar. And he is going to start casting a spell. Okay. Gonna let him, or are you all going to roll? No. While he starts focusing on casting a spell, I I want to do a cast a spell on my own. Okay, so that's. Oh, that's initiative. That's That's initiative. initiative. That is. That is category. That's the definition. Initiative. Alrighty. Here the, here the music playing. We knew it would come to this eventually. We came to Marat for exactly this purpose. And now, here at the upstairs parlor of the Palace of Birdsong. We're going to have decided who will rule Murad County. <laughs> and this is where we cut the session an hour early for cliffhangers, right? No. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Baylor. So he is... He's going to cast, but mechanically he hasn't started casting. Uh, no, not right. yet. You, you see yeah. him, he, he reaches, like, mechanically he's reached for his spell component pouch, and he's clearly going to cast something, and you're all not about to let that happen. Let me see. He, uh, yeah, this does in fact have material component. He's reaching, he reached for, he basically reached for his spell component pouch. So you have no indication of what he's doing right now. Right. Uh... I am going to get myself ready and whatever he is trying to cast, I want to try to make him not cast. Okay. Okay, you're gonna ready to counterspell. I think I've seen this happen three times in the like three years we played this game. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> so as he pulls out a small black piece of something and begins to incant his spell. You are going to cast your own Dispel Magic to attempt to silence him. Oh, I, I have to make a spellcraft to try to identify it. Oh, you're just ready to counterspell, so you could actually yeah. do anything. Okay, so make me a spellcraft check. With a 24, he's casting Haste. Ooh. Ooh. That is... Yeah. I have a cast of haste. You can use your own cast of haste and just no roll, it's neutralized. I will sacrifice my cast of haste to stop his haste. So as he starts to incant this magic and wave his hand at the same spell that all of you have seen Baylor cast so many times before, Baylor starts a similar incantation using his own same spell to counteract Count Lothian's spell. Rage in his eyes as your two spells clash and the magic is neutralized. 
he is simply going to wait where he is and uh, step uh, over back a little more into the group of the soldiers and the clockwork machine standing near him. Dara. Dara is going to... He's not quite sure what happened there. He doesn't really understand what just happened. He, he saw one getting ready and then Baylor did something and it didn't Nothing happened. Well, there was really. no, vis- no visual effect when both of them yeah. did some big incantation. So he doesn't really understand what's going on. Uh, and he's waiting for Bartleby to let out some big uh, spell. So he's going to ready to action to see uh, what exactly, like see where he's directing it and kind of just see what he's doing because he's just kind of confused at the moment. So he's going to ready the action and uh close this door up to... No, no, no. That's not the door to the stairwell. There's another door. There's no door. door to the stairwell. Yeah, the stairwell just leads straight up into this hallway here. Oh, this is just a different door. Yeah, you're on the top floor now. It's a different floor. You're on the upper story with a I'm hallway going... walking past his windows overlooking the drive and this upper parlor where Lothi and his guards are. He's gonna take a risk and try and open this door. Uh, okay. And gonna, he's just going to try and open the door. He's going to open the door next to you to see what uh, what kind of things might be in here. And you see a pair of soldiers inside oh. around the corner. Okay. Um. Can you use Oof. a second of action to close the door again? But these aren't statues. They also can open the door. Okay. Um... I guess I will actually. The pair of soldiers are like around the corner. There's like, if you open the door, you can barely just see. Yeah. Like, you can't like see their faces. You don't make eye contact or anything. You can just see two soldiers kind of move like a door just to, just to address whoever is entering the room. There's no real like sounds of battle have happened yet. Right, right. Okay. Um. But now they're doing a surprise round. Round of six seconds. Quick, okay, fast. What are you um, doing? He's gonna, okay, he's going to immediately divert, because uh, that's pretty alarming. Uh, he's going to immediately divert five-foot step, I guess, into this room. You're going to step down into this hall you've opened and see another pair of guards, four total, cool. lining this hallway here. As you make eye contact with them, and they look at you. The nearest one kind of leans forward and narrows his eyes a bit. So, you lost them? Um, would be like. And you would yes. recognize these guards as men from Pensars. Oof. Um, and I'm gonna be like, yes, the the count is attacking us. We are here to have a discussion with him as tribunes. And he's just. I'm just gonna. Uh, keep my bow at the ready and stand there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to test this right now. Kahina. Uh, so Kahina is going to, with Flourish, uh, start her performance and then looking over at Bartleby realizes she really doesn't want him 
to cast again. So, going to sound burst. Okay. You can center that right on all of these guards because yes, there's a little I perfected can. formation around Count Lothied right now. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So, Fortitude saves. Let me see, what do we got going? Let me double check a little. So, obviously, the uh, robot is not going to be stunned by a sound wave. However, we have two guards who both very much are. Uh, both of Count Lothied's guards drop their halberds to the ground. Uh, and just as you had seen previously with the colored sprayed guards in the drive, they just go into a lull. Their arms fall at their side and they're just like almost half asleep on their feet. Count Lothied reaches up with one hand to cover his ear and winces, but still stands at the ready. Uh, do you want to move anywhere? Or is that? Uh... Oh, you did. You, you did your song, so you can actually have a yeah. action. Inori. Uh, okay. So, Inori is going to reach out and attempt to grab with a tele telekinetic force Bartleby's sword and, and yank it out of his hand to her. And uh, we're gonna cast pilfering hands. This is new magic. Okay. Some, some some things we've been so working gonna, on. What it does, I have to roll. Reach out. Does this? Let me read this real quick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a disarm combat eight. maneuver. Yeah, you uh, to use your. Yeah, so you make a combat maneuver check, but you use your intelligence modifier instead of your strength modifier. Yeah, int and my uh, caster level together. Wait, intended cast level? Pretty sure. Oh, you just yeah, it's cast level plus eight. Yeah, d twenty plus cast level plus eight is what you're doing right now. It's, okay. it's I don't even know why I bother saying it's a combat maneuver because it's clearly just a totally different thing at that point. Fair enough. So yeah, with this with this spell, you well, I think like to... improve disarm and stuff still affected. Oh, fair enough. It is legally still a combat maneuver. It just doesn't use any of the things a combat maneuver uses. And it doesn't provoke because it doesn't provoke. Magic. Well, you're like thirty feet away from it. it definitely doesn't yeah. provoke. So yeah, you. Combat maneuver, Ooh. get a 21. 21! And with that, Count Lothied's sword cane is yanked out of his hands and into your free hand. So you now have Ciaran and Bartleby's cane. Both. <laughs> Been waiting on that one for so long. And I'm a five foot step back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the two soldiers simply stand there, stunned, with no control of their faculties right now. The clockwork soldier, however, seems entirely unfazed and stomps into battle to defend his, lead, uh, his liege. Marching forward and reaching out. Let me see. This dude does a cool thing. Let me just double check. I got so many things in this right now. And uh, he lets go of his halberd with one hand and moves it robotically out to the side and reaches towards Nell with the other clamp and latches onto Coriana's blade. 
it's in my sheath. Yeah, oh, you know, I'm saying, okay, well, he's just gonna pull out your sheath then. <laughs> like, he's, he's gonna grab, he's programmed to grab weapons, so he is going to grab weapon. Uh, and he is going to pull Coriana's blade out of your sheath and into his other hand. So he has the halberd in one left, it's the disarm fight! The halberd in one left hand and your longsword in the other. Hey, he's he would actually pull. Me. He wouldn't even draw. You pull the entire sheath. Honestly, he just pulled the whole thing. He grab weapon is what this thing knows how to do. So it's a sheath sword. So he has your sheath sword clamped in his latched hand, and the halberd in his other. No. I'm gonna. This draw. went way more fiesta than I imagined immediately. I'm gonna draw the god spike. I have to remember its name because it's not the God Spear. I'm gonna, gonna draw pull the God, the god spike. spike out, which we brought for this reason specifically. And we are going to fight defensively, which I actually need to give myself a minus one on this because this is not a sword. Okay, so it's. Minus one. Oh yeah, you never have the enhancement bonus on Coriana's blade for the attack but rolls. So you, yeah, have, minus one. you have. But plus you have, two you have from the two from her song. It doesn't matter. You, you hit him. Uh, Roll you reach 22. out. You reach out. Yeah, twenty-two with this heavily enchanted god spike. You will slam this home into this clockwork being here as he steals your sword, and give me some damage. Right, as you jam it into its various mechanisms, you feel like just like the golems below, this thing is fairly resistant to physical attacks. Who knew Bartleby was going to have so many golems? But it does take some damage. Acid! Valar. <laughs> Speaking of the golem... Knowledge engineering. Maybe this one is slightly more familiar to me. Clockwork. Uh, two! Is it, that is slightly more familiar. <laughs> the clockwork is like <laughs> But no, you really, like, golems are not. You knew nothing about golems and clockworks and mechanical machines like this. You got nothing. The 12 on knowledge engineering. You were right. This is not your strong suit. All right. Well, seeing as now he doesn't have a weapon. Figure Bartleby is going to go for some more magic. So, same plan as last time. Worked way better than I expected on the last one. Well, he is, in fact, going to start casting a spell. So, give me the spellcraft check. And unsurprisingly, he does attempt to cast something else. So, with a 16 on the spellcraft check, you're actually... It's level one, I know. It is not. not a level one spell. It is uh, It is not a level one spell. You actually can't place it until he has finished the incantation. And as he finishes his spell, he splits. Have you says you've seen Inori do so many times before? Into several copies. Uh, well four more Count Bartleby Lothiads shimmer into existence around him, occupying the Does same that area. Trigger my ready to action. Or is that. Have a ready to action anymore, I didn't think. 
I thought you oh, were okay. going trying to talk to those guys. You're gone. Yeah, you're still on a corner. You can, you can still see this. Did you still have it ready to action? I thought I was still. Uh, I thought I was like, uh, he's attacked. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, if you still want, if you, I thought I you canceled think... that to talk to the soldiers, but I mean, I might have done too much stuff though. I think you said too many things after okay. you said you were readying to watch what he was doing. Yeah, okay. you, you, you're looking at the, the guards now here. Okay. And he is going to move around his stunned guards here. Like, useless! Like, all the rest! And move forward, drawing a dagger from his waist. And as he does, as you have seen Inori do so many times before, magical energy shimmers up the small blade as he pours some of his power into the weapon. Dara. Okay, so Dara is going Give to try for a tiny knife. do uh, knowledge engineering. See if he knows anything about this. Uh, not uh, really. Thirteen. Nope. Once nope. again, one better than Baylor. <laughs> nope, just a little bit more. <laughs> you just keep one up on your wizard here, but no, you don't know anything about these uh, this clockwork soldier, unfortunately. Okay, so he is going to peek around the turn. He sees that these guards are incredibly slow moving because they don't know what they're doing, and he's just gonna uh, peek around the corner and um, I guess shoot. Well, I guess we should. Hey, 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 Six so seconds. Difficult. What are you doing? It's a reaction. Okay, he's gonna peek around the corner and shoot at the um, golem. Kind of thing. Yeah, so you're gonna, you're gonna take a couple of shots at this clockwork, trying to take this machine out of the picture. Because I mean, you know how to feel bad about killing this. There's a robot. That's fine. You can kill robots. Exactly. Well, rabbit shot. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Boy. 18, that's what 18, we need. 19. The There's bad the news. Oh, I don't think he is immune to crits, actually. I don't. Clockwork generally special. aren't. I don't. Yeah, think this yet. one is not immune to crits. No. So you not only hit it two times, you hit it three times, I need to confirm a crit. Uh, because two of your bolts lodge yourselves into this thing's plating and joints as it moves. And one, there's gonna be one more same attack roll. In his eye socket. Okay. Um, Don't forget your plus two. Yeah, it had the plus two. If I regular shot, it would just be zero then. Yeah, because you had the, it won't have the rapid shot modifier, so yeah, okay. zero. Oh! And that last one Beautiful. slams exactly into the thing's chest. The cluster of motors and servos that moves this clockwork machine. So you have two hits and a crit. Okay, so cross damage. Right plus the two cogs. on all your damage, too. Yep, plus two on all these damage rolls, yep. Okay. So your first bolt... Uh, again, you feel like this thing is fairly resistant to physical attacks, but you are embedding bolts in it, and it's at least somewhat impeding its movement. Second bolt does slightly better, uh, with 9 and then 10 Oops. on your damage rolls. And, and the I third to bolt... add 2 for the last one. So it was 12 instead of 10. No, you had 2 on both these. No, the last one. It oh, that 13 is a 15. And then oh, roll okay. it one more time, because your crit is both of these put together. Oh, okay. Uh, perfect. Perfect. This is why we bring Dara. Then your 15 is actually 26 on the crit, which physical resistance be damned. You have jammed a crossbow bolt exactly in all the important spinny bits of this little robot. And you hear the uh, the guards behind you 
Like, they would kind of look at each other. These are clearly much less disciplined trains than the guards you'd met down before. These are the ones you pulled in from Pesaris. They look back at each other and see you firing around this corner. They call it, Uh, Sirastum! Uh, the Count wants you arrested! Be careful! <laughs> what? Kahina. There! And as I go to Kahina, the one behind them, like, hisses, Yeah! We're supposed to take you in if we find you. So don't let the Count see you. Nice. Get you out while you still can. You got, hey. <laughs> hey. When you know the guy at the party. Hey. Hey. Uh, are they, are the the two guys still stunned? It says they're. Uh, so they nice. would be, that would be, wear off on your initiative, yeah, because it's one round. So they would now regain their senses and just have their weapons on the ground. Um, okay. Um, and she, wow, that worked so well. That was Let's, super fantastic, actually. That was super fantastic. Let's do that again. Not a horrible idea, really. Uh, with, guys. with another spell and another just burst of sound. Oh, you, that's a good one. You can't catch all three of them in this. So do you want to try and keep keeping the two soldiers out or do you want to try and catch Lothi with it? Uh, the 10-foot radius can't quite reach everyone. We're, it's, uh, let's do, since it's four, yeah, let's just keep, because, uh, let's do Bartleby and the and one soldier, because it'll hit, it'll hit him and the soldier closest to him. Okay, so you're going to well, try and stun the people that are the closest. No, we, no she can't. No, I can't. No, you can't. 10-foot radius. They all... Real. Well, I can hear. I can hit this one, this one, because then you say it's ten foot radius. You can hit any two of these that are in a row. You're hitting Lothied and you're hitting the soldier behind him. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Lothied and the one soldier. The soldier behind him immediately comes to for a brief second and is assailed by another wall of sound and just (laughs) lulls back over (laughs) with no real hope of making this save, unfortunately, and. Count Lothied, once again, dagger in hand, winces, but continues onward. Does it do anything to his mirror images? No. Because it's... Okay. It ignores them, because it's an AoE. All right, anyway. Yeah, that'd be overpowered if you could just break Yeah, if any AoE called the mirror images, mirror image would be a useless spell. It does ignore them, though. So, so he still just takes the is... 10 damage. They, they all, all the win. They all oh, do that, yeah. They all okay. move with them. You can't, the, you can't tell okay. them to switch at all. So, Anori now with uh, sword in each hand, she's going to take a little look at uh, the Count's sword, look over at him and just sort of drop it on the ground and point Ciaran at him. And as she points Ciaran at uh, the Count, he, she's going to say to Ciaran, pretty sure we're about to count ties with Count Bartleby in case you were wondering. Now is the time, my friend. I'm going to need you to trust me here in about 30 seconds, Okay. Oh, I know man. that whole conversation we had before about trust building and all that. <laughs> Go team. Gonna need you to trust me. All right, man. I trust you. Oh, and uh, back kill to him, but beat him a bit. <laughs> I like that. That's the idea. So back to the present time. Point the sword. Um, she's going to channel her energy into Ciaran now, igniting the familiar cold and lightning coursing down him as she points it at him. And 
you're gonna do the same thing he and did but with electricity. Set down at her side, and then do one of these real quick and cast a mirror image as well. And an empowered mirror image as well. So you're going to do exactly the same thing as a s army of phantasmal Inoris also spring into life, ready to meet him on the field of magis. So roll me d4 plus 2. I don't think it rolls automatically. No, so you gotta roll the d4 plus 2. I went in and physically changed a lot of mine to roll. So you get seven <laughs> mirror images from Yay. that empowered. Rolling a five. That is empowered. Is that, a, is that it? Once a day, pretty good. Uh, so I don't need to move. Yeah, I'm good. That's it. Right, well, this soldier is going to scramble to pick up his halberd and then do what he can. I have an immediate action that can intimidate him because I beat him on... Uh, that's when you roll. That has that. That's when oh. you roll initiative. He's going to pick up his halberd. I forgot and to he do that. <laughs> is going to move up behind this clockwork here, looking more concerned by the moment. The other soldier is drooling on his breastplate. The clockwork soldier now uh, is just going to drop Nell's weapon on the ground and put its second clamp back on the halberd and start trying to whack its way through Nell in front of him. And your AC is a decent amount lower. 28. Because you, 28? Yep. You fought defensively, right? Okay. Yes. The sword is only a plus two, so. And he is going to swing with this uh, this halberd in a way that is very different from how a human would swing this halberd. And the first hit connects with your breastplate and the god spike and batters it aside. And the second one, with enough force mustered behind this machine, chops right in through the side of the breastplate and connects for 21 damage. Uh, Nell, stumbling from that first hit, clearly cannot take even a second swing from this machine. So, I have a weapon cord and It didn't even catch you really well. That's yeah. just pure force from the halberd. It could do much worse if it got a good blow. I have. I still have my weapon cord attached to the sword, so I'm gonna put the they god spike. They have to spike. put like have the weapon cord on when you draw it. What? No, like it's attached to my wrist and attached to my sheath, or like the the hilt in my sheath. It's it's a long cord. It's enough for it to be on the ground around me, and I can just pick it mm. back up. Mechanically, yeah, sure it makes you immune to being disarmed. You didn't have the cord in your hands yet. Let me see. I let me let me let wrist. me look at this real briefly. And make a call here, so I'm not rulesing for a minute. Uh, if you drop your weapon or are disarmed, you cover it. Oh yeah, it, it is attached to like your waist. Yes, so it is still attached to you on the floor. You can pull it back. Here. So I'm gonna put the god spear away, and as a move action, put it away. You drop provoke. it because it's a move action to put it away. Yeah, I was gonna use two move actions. Okay, I'm just making sure. You make sure we're planning on swinging. <clears throat> no, I'm sitting here. With my now plus two, I, I lose one AC, but I am now rearmed and ready to go. Yeah, and you pull the cord back to you and pull up the sheath. I mean, the thing is, program take weapon. It doesn't really understand the concept of a weapon cord. So you take the opportunity to sheath the god spike and yank Coriana's blade back to you and pull it out of your sheath as you grab it. I imagine just drop the sheath on the floor for right now. Oh, yeah, we don't need that anymore. Blade in hand. Baylor. 
Alright, I couldn't stop it from happening, but maybe I can undo this. Okay. We get I'm back going <laughs> to focus and try to see myself getting rid of these mirror images. You are going to do your best to dispel this magic that Count Bartleby has on himself, right? Yep. Alrighty. And I'm using my once a day, roll twice, take the better result. Okay. Oh, saucy. So, there's one. 17. What's the DC? It's, uh, is it 10 plus caster Higher level? than that, I think. Oh, that's like, is it 10 plus caster level? Ah. Uh, I think it's time to change the I color think it's, of your dice. I think it's 10 plus caster level. It might be... I, I, I think I was thinking counter spell. Is it 10 plus caster level or 11 plus caster level? Was oh, your, your dispel magic, wizard man? Because if it's 10 plus caster level, you dispelled it. If it's 11, you're one off. I'm one you, off. You called it when he cast fireball. He's at least the seventh level magus. Yep. And that's exactly what he is. And your magic is not strong enough to force these illusory clones off of the count. He doesn't get so, a plus two at all? I, so I go to cast miracles. this. It fails. Rewind. And then I start kind of moving backwards and rewind time, and I never cast it. Prince of Persia. Bartleby. The action is still wasted. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's quite sure what I actually did. Yeah, that, they. he doesn't seem like he... I mean, he is definitely watching. He knows how to fight. He's watching, and he is clearly also trying to assess what you're doing. But with your unwind, it, it like you said, it never happened. So, Count Bartleby is going to cast a spell before he approaches, and a black smoke is going to emanate from his hand. And he is going to charge forwards towards Nell, calling out, I will not lose my county to these nobodies, stooges of my half-sister, not even a proper Lothied, and reaches out towards you with his hand. Against touch, uh, touch. 14. Well, he's going to give you a little bit of a touch. Uh, so he reaches out and he touches you, and as he does, you feel... Let me see, I don't believe this has a saving throw, but I'm questioning myself, so I'm going to double-check it real quick. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's a touch attack. Uh, you feel this just kind of almost necrotic energy pull life out of you. in, And you can see... This magic, the same magic that's damaging you, start to recover Bartleby a bit from the attacks he had suffered before. And you take 15 damage. And Bartleby starts to get the spring back in his step, looking almost entirely unhindered now. Uh, Nell is barely standing after that. Dara. Nell needs the help. Dara. I totally is... want that spell. Dara is going to be very alarmed at seeing how much of a big hit that the clockwork can um, uh, do. And so he is going to pull out two of his last three acid arrows 
and aim, do the rapid, uh, pull out three arrows total. The first two are the acid bolts and aim at the uh, clockwork and hope he can take it down before Nell gets really hit. So you're going to put three more shots towards this, firing now with the acid bolts. Uh-oh. Only one of them lands, it's but it's that. a crit threaten. Confirm so can you confirm two of them glance off of the thing's metal plating one of them definitely hits how well does it hit very it well confirms. so once again you get damaged twice and this is super great because this thing only gets its damage resistance against this once so you're basically these crits are by are basically his damage resistance is only half as effective because it takes it out of each hit. So this is what you need in these crits. <laughs> there is crit fish in here. With the acid, too. With the acid, With the acid. that was yeah, the second, second shot. Bolt. Yep, the extra yeah. D4 is it was the second bolt. as well the acid bolts. Okay, so, you so get I'll do... Your don't forget damage your... Twice, yeah. and then two D4s of acid damage. So 12? Okay. I don't think the acid damage multiplies, but I'm going to do it anyway, because it's cool. Uh, an 11, so 23, and then two D4s. Oh, is two. Hey guys. So 25. As you bury one more sizzling bolt into this thing's joints, it almost starts to stutter and hitch as it moves, much like the stream has been doing all day. <laughs> <laughs> it does not seem like it's much further from breaking down than Nell is from falling. Kahina. See Nell falter and take the hit, and then Bartleby reach out. Kahina just screams, and she's like, "No!" And she throws both. She throws her hands on Nell, and focuses all of the energy that she can into casting uh, cure moderate wounds on dear Nell. So we are gonna play once again. Pain pinata, Nell's favorite game, where he stands in the front and gets punched two, in the face friends. a bunch of times and then healed so he doesn't pass out. This has got to be like the the purest form of torture that exists. An eight and a one, feast and famine. We've been exact average, and from your magic, Nell recovers fifteen hit points. That's spicy. That's still not going to be enough to take another hit from this machine. Inori. Take the machine out. Okay, so all the uh, all eight Anoris are gonna do the familiar circle in the air, push the center, explosion of light. She has her familiar uh, shield spell, and I'm gonna five foot step in Ooh, and attempt to attack this buff. this golem boy. So this magical shield appears around you, and as you finish the spell, you're already stepping forward for your strike on this machine. I'm going to use my ring. So you get to roll it, and then you're going to take your... Yeah, thank you for telling me before you roll this. I don't have random d20 show. Yeah, well, I, I, I made two the last time, but I just... My finger slipped. So you uh, can roll your attack, and then you can either take yours or Baylor's. You rolled an 18. Do <laughs> you want to take yours or Baylor's? 
Do I you mean, think a 30 beats his AC? <laughs> I'm going with the probability here, guys. It might not shock you, but I'm, I'm going to stay with my roll. Baylor rolled a one, so that was a good choice. <laughs> I'm telling you, sweetie, change oh. the color of your dice. It'll so fix you, it. So you bring your sword down on this clockwork automaton. Did you plus four your sword again, or did you give it electricity and ice and stuff? No, it's electricity and ice this time. Okay. Roll me your damage. Roll 2d6 electricity. Oh, okay. You're interrupting this thing's circuitry with your lightning damage. Uh, as you bring this sword down, you feel Baylor's magic and you don't need it. You connect, oh, and the lightning blast <laughs> surges all through this machine. So you hit for 12, and you feel like it resists part of that. You still need the... Uh... Oh, yeah, all the other. Yeah, two d six of the electric and one d six of the cold. Don't forget your uh, plus twos to damage from the yeah, song. Yeah, I had it in there. Three. Five more. So with a total of five more damage from the energy. With a sputtering and a jolt of this electricity. The machine shudders and stops, losing balance mid-swing, teetering over and collapsing into the wall and down onto the floor. He needed not triple ones on the You almost got oh, it on the 3D6. I almost did it. <laughs> so this soldier here can't five-foot step because this machine in front of him is going to be difficult terrain, but he is going to step up across the wreckage of this machine and seeing his liege focusing his attacks on Nell, he's going to take an attack to attempt to be the first soldier in history to land an attack on Nell. He is not. Uh, as he swings his halberd and unsurprisingly <laughs> Nell can defend himself against your average guards. Track rate's not great on him. Uh, meanwhile, this dude is still drooling in the middle of the parlor. He literally has not moved since this pedal started. He has been stunned the entire fight. Wow. He's just having a really bad time. Well, he's having probably a better time than everyone else, realistically. I mean, nothing bad. To, he doesn't even know what's happening. He's basically unconscious. I mean, his ears are bleeding. Yeah, his ears are literally <laughs> bleeding, I'm sure. No. <laughs> That's awesome. After seeing the automaton go down, realizing that there is no longer a serious threat in front of me, I'm going to still maintain that I don't want to kill anyone, and I'm going to attempt to non-lethally smack the soldier that just came up. All right, so you're going to give him the flats. Just backhand him. <laughs> Child! An attack roll is a 19. Do you connect with the flat of your sword, just trying to hit him with enough force to either knock him unconscious or at least beat him away from you? Give me your damage. 13. Well, he got some slap, I'll tell you that. That's the backhand. He, he definitely reels back from the sheer force you can muster behind the flat side of your sword, but he is still standing. Halberd still at the ready. Baylor. All right, we're going to try this one more time. 
See if we can get rid of those mirror images before mm -hmm. they start becoming a problem. It is something you would like to be gone because it is going to start causing issues in the immediate future, surely. So once again, you bring forth this magic oh! and oh! that on the D20 that rolled forever, but ended on a natural 20. Delete. All the illusory copies of Count Bartleby simply poof into non-existence, leaving just the man himself standing. Now, he is not going to pass up the opportunity to duel a fellow Magus here in front of him. And he is going to attempt to defensively cast a spell. And as he does, ice shoots through his dagger. Man, this guy. All right. <laughs> you, fa you, you fancy. Okay. And he... I'm going to go on ahead and aid another. Okay. That passes. So. All right. Plus so you're of, uh, plus two AC. AC. Plus three total AC. Because so of my you sword. are at 23 right now with your shield up, right? Correct. He is Correct. going to... Swing once, and then swing again with this dagger. And as he does, Bartleby is clearly a terribly skilled opponent. He is beyond your own magic experience. Oh, really? You are, even without his mirror images, you find yourself almost completely unable to defend yourself from his assault. Now, the question is, does it hit you or does it hit these seven illusory clones of Inori? That's he the doesn't plan. have a great way to get rid of them. He hits you with both swings. So you got eight total there. You are the eight. The first attack hits an image on a seven. Okay. Second attack, you're still the eight, rerolling once. Second Oof. attack, one lower, swipes another image out of existence as the ice still lingers in his blade and you're down to five clones <laughs> defending you. And Thanks, Baylor. I love this spell. As he duels you, he calls out, you're no match! In 5v1, you can't stand against a true Lothied! Anori's just going to look at all of her images and be like, you're outnumbered, man. Dara. Dara's going to call over his shoulder real quick and just be like, um, you should go for the cover. There's contagious magic over here. And it's very dangerous. And he's going to... You're that machine. Are you shooting at it? It's not hostile unless the count tells it to do something. I know it's creepy, though, but he'll probably be mad if you, if you put bolts in the thing. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and he's going to just ready to aim at Bartleby, try and... Just disrupt, disrupt whatever he's going to do next turn. And as you're ready, the guy behind it, Ah, oh, seriously, I wouldn't be shooting at the robot. Things quite scary looking. <laughs> and you're going to ignore him and take your three shots. Oh, no, I was going oh. to just ready. Just ready. Oh, uh, ready. Yeah. Okay, ready if he cast his spell. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Tina. Let me put, I'm going to start using pink as ready, so I have something to visually see here. Okay. Once again, poor Nell. Can't be having that. Time to <laughs> cast that hot, moderate 
is going to continue to just pump uh, just yeah. incantations to Shellen as you just pour forth this magic into Nell. Uh, and with the clockwork down, you are in fact starting to turn the tides here as you heal him for another 16. Inori. I mean, I'm outmatched, right? So I should have no, no, no trouble. I shouldn't be able to hit him is what she's, she's thinking. So I'm absolutely going to try to fight this man thinking that his magus skills are better than mine. Uh, Anori's definitely going to attack him. And you would see uh, in front of him uh, the same magical shield and armors that you usually have on. Copycat. You must be attached before you even come up here. So uh, you can take your swings. All right. Um, okay. Actually, the first direct attack anyone has aimed at Bartleby that I've had to t- say that. Ooh, 17. Uh, with a... 17 you swing CR and, and just holistically whiff as was he that with your plus two side. yes however I over the number and see there's a plus two at the end oh. I didn't say it beforehand but it was, oh I was I gonna <laughs> I didn't add my plus two when I bashed the lothied soldier the one person you did you didn't ask is the guy who forgot yeah you yeah. Over the numbers that was why the she always asked that's yeah. actually too lower because I was going to spell combat. So it, that's we didn't hit him anyway, so that's fine. Yeah. Second uh, attack is she's going to attempt to strike him with um, shocking grass coursing through the blade. So super lightning now. Okay. So you try to swing Siaran once more, hoping to connect with this lightning energy surging up your sword. With 27. a 27, you will most definitely strike the count you get the hit and the shocking grasp damage okay damage from the kahina i'm expecting a damage number higher than your attack roll that's the sword so 11 from the sword two You like that little tankly noises? I added that for Cha's uh, performance, by the way. Oh, I like it. That little, like, uh, ambiance in the background. Dang. <laughs> 27 <laughs> damage from the shocking grasp. Uh, and the lightning you, that was already on our sword and ice. Yeah, and uh, the existing lightning and the ice and everything you already have buffed on your sword right now. And as you hit Bartleby, this blast of elements literally staggers him backward to where he almost falls over. And you feel as you hit him, Ciaran, in your mind. Not words, just rage. And you're not sure, but as you, as you, as soon as Ciaran connects with him, not just from the damage, Bartleby's eyes seem to go into a shocked expression, more than just the pain. And he stumbles backwards. Just cut down the middle. Clutching his chest. Stop! Stop! Stand down, man! And, uh, the person standing directly in front of with a halberd, shocked, kind of steps back. The other guy, snapping out of his daze, looks around a second, and goes to pick up his halberd, and Bartleby stand, turns back. I said, stand down! <laughs> what? 
is that? This is pointing at your sword. That's my friend Ciaran. He's been waiting to meet you a long time. Ciaran. And so you hear Ciaran in your mind. This is the moment. I'm gonna need you to trust me here, girl. Make a will save against Ciaran. You can just fail it if you want to. But he is going to try. Do you feel his influence not so much communicate you with you, but start to over like push to overwhelm your mind? I'm gonna trust him and not not resist. So as you hold Ciaran up high and point it towards Bartleby. You start to speak. And it's for the rest of the party, because you don't know her communications, obviously. You have never heard this voice before. This is not Anori's voice. Yes. And whoever this voice is bellows forth from her. Bartleby! Where is Panavar? And Bartleby just stumbles backwards. No! Ciaran! What? I don't... I don't understand what's happening. Are you... And do you hear the voice again? Don't think too hard on this, boy! I asked you a simple question! Where is your father? Bartleby has no idea how to respond to this. He has... He, he actually has nothing. And he is, for the first time I've ever seen him, completely speechless. And Inori steps forward and looks back towards the party. And you can see her normally fiery orange eyes are bright blue, like almost pale white. She looks back towards Bartleby. Smiles. Look! I don't need to hurt you any more than I already have. We just need the Psychotrax. Where is it? And Bartleby shrugs. I, I've never even heard that name. I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't test me, boy. I will put you down right where you stand. And Bartleby again just looks at this point terrified. Look! Ciaran, I'm serious. Panavar isn't here. I was going to send word to him if you proved to be a problem. You being Sirustum, not living in the body of this peasant girl from Opara. And, uh, Nori again just kind of smiles and shakes her head. Lowers her sword a bit. Well... This is sounding like it's going to end up being fairly useless. I need to talk to your father, boy. Where is he? And Bartleby. Still with his hands up, unsure how to handle this. Look. He's in Opara. It'll take some time for word to reach him. I can... <laughs> No, he smiles a bit. I can 
send for him. He can arrive shortly. That can be arranged. And Nari shakes her head again. Oh boy, you're not gonna bring him here. We'll find him. But I'm serious. If you want this peasant girl here in a moment and the rest of her shell-shocked friends at the moment, forgive them, just spare you. You know anything about the Psychotrix, you're going to tell me. And Toby again just shakes his head. No! No, but please. A lot of you are welcome to stay in the guest chambers until my father arrives. I'll be more than pleased to catch up with you, Siaren. No. You can say things. You're all here. You can no. talk. No. <laughs> I don't think it will be meeting oh. Panavar today. I agree with Siaren. Stand and down. At this point, Inora, you would regain control. And you were almost just like a, a spectator. Of but I, that was I was aware of everything that you happened. You were aware like of knew. everything that was happening. But Ciaran was in control. And <sighs> at the end of that, as you regain control, you hear Ciaran in your mind one more time. I'll explain this later. Don't worry. Don't want to overwhelm your mind a little too much. Your friends barely seem like they can even speak. You don't want Panavar showing up. Deal with this. You could have asked if you wanted to drive. My goodness. And this, this Ugh. show? Come on. That's all in a moment. But uh, out loud, Count Lothian plays his hands like, No, 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 no. Please. I've been a terrible host. You are the Tribune, and by all rights, you can petition me in any way you see fit. And if you wish to meet with my father... I can certainly have him summoned. No. We you, wish for you to surrender. Yeah. You have lost. You can either decide to lay down your arms, give us your magic tools, and surrender, or we will knock you unconscious, tie you up, and have a talk with the Archbanker when she arrives. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys a direct question as the party. Are you okay staying? Is anyone have any problem with staying a little longer to do a verbal duel? I'm, I'm, I'm in it, man. Let's do this. You mean we had to verbal duel? I feel like we could just tie him up and kick him out of the house. <laughs> <Tie him laughs> At this point, I, you I can mean, tie him I, up and kick him out of the house, but he's not going to concede the county to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, we we, we came here to talk. Okay. I guess we and verbal if... He so decides to continue to still. Yeah, I mean, if you lose, you can then tie him up and kick him yeah. out. But are you all okay with staying a little longer? We already have all the skills assigned and everything. We're ready. Mm -hmm. You okay with a slightly longer Songbird Scion Cemetery? I am. I mean, Everybody? season finales or series finales. Herp. Yeah, no, I, I have nothing to do. <laughs> we bring you then here. Oh. Will, uh, <laughs> nice. He's so big. Face. <laughs> Count Lothian. He immediately now, still in pain, but with his senses 
largely returned him at this point, is immediately, immediately going to protest. And... Are you... serious? The stewardship is contingent upon Princess Utropia being just that, a princess. And with her father's actions, so forsaking the crown, even if you had a leg to stand on, you would be tied up in paperwork with the Church of Abadar for months, if not years, the rest of your lives, trying to claim my county. He opens, and seemingly the only thing he really has to fall back on, his rhetoric and his logic. Can you link the thing again? Logic being a different thing, so it is rhetoric, though. His rhetoric and his law is a better one. Uh, I'll link it to you. Yeah, okay, could somebody you. link it to him real quick? Thank you. I forgot yeah. to save it. So, the ante is at one. Whoever wishes to reply can reply. And you get to beat what he rolled. The ante will go to two. If you fail, you lose 30 termination. Now, at the start of this, Kahina starts with several edges from her archetype, and Baylor starts with quite a few from the Envoy's ring. So you guys have, between the five of you, five rerolls. But there are only two for just Kahina and three for just Baylor. He started if with you, logic? He started with rhetoric. Rhetoric. Whoever wants to reply can do this. Remember, any of you who win in exchange, take a minus two to all your rolls for the rest of the duel, so you can't really bank on one person. And you can, we, it's fine taking a moment, because I know this rule system is fairly complex, and we've only done this once before, mm -hmm. but whoever, whenever anyone wants to step in, feel free to step in. I'm trying to, where'd the link go? Oh, I can send it to you, too. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and post this. <laughs> just put it in the Discord. Just go ahead and put the, I'll literally just put in the roll 20 chat. There you go, there's your link. If anyone in the chat cares to tediously type that out, feel free to look at my verbal tools <laughs> spreadsheet. There we go. Actually, I'll just put it in the chat, too. You guys can also look at this. And fun fact, it's got some bonus resources on the second tab. But you're not allowed to look at chat. Uh, party, don't do it. <laughs> so, anybody? Okay. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'll just go in ahead. If anyone wants to jump in, like, we got all the yeah. skills aside. Like, please, somebody just say something. No. Like, don't, you're not trying to, this isn't optimized, really. This is trying to find a good... Uh, Whatever despite, you have you want to say, go for it. You all yeah. need to participate in this. Mm -hmm. Despite what you say, how you acted is a terrible representation of your role. And we are here, one way or another, to force you out. And I'm going to use presence. Present. Plus presence. two. If I can guess what you're doing, you can remember. Don't tell me. If I if you roleplay okay. well enough, I can guess what you're going for. You get a plus two on your roll. You get a 17. With a plus two. Oh, with a plus two after that? Yes. You get a 19. Give me one moment. Does presence do anything? Oh, you heal if you, uh, if you succeed with that. Okay. Yeah, fairly. And he is going to return. You, Sir Stalwart, speak to me of proper nobility, proper roles, and proper ownership. You've lived in Marat for three months, and you've been an adult in a Paris noble circle. The edges of it, I may add, for how long? I am Count 
Bartleby Lothied, steward of Marat County and Landgrave of the Hyden Marches. You cannot lord this over me. The ante increases. He presences right back. <laughs> okay. But what we can lord over you are your other lords and how quickly you are losing faith with the uh, entire barony. Voinum, Crab, even Pinsaris. Do you not have a whole bunch of Pinsaris soldiers standing in the other room? Not a single one came to your aid. They stand there next to Dara because this... Baron O'Kara stands with us. Baiting? This would be a beat. Okay, so you get plus two. You guys are doing great on roleplay in these, by the way. Yeah, this is very much a perform. If I could find my thing, there yeah, it is. The Annie oh, is, is decently high right now, so I mean, it would not be a horrible idea to edge reroll if you do this really poorly. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Baiting is sense motive. Oh, yeah, we have an on sense motive right now. Yep. So give me a sense motive. Yep, 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 yep. You yep. got a plus two because I guess it. Do I have the the, the uh, mask too? Does that not give me a plus four? Because I have a plus. Oh, no, Ma wait. It's already, it's, already, it's already factored in. Yeah. Excuse me. So I get a plus two uh, on that as well. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, your sense motive is too lower because you don't get stats from items in a verbal goal. Yeah, you get okay. edges. Those stats you get any, that's what your extra edge is for. Yeah, your sense motive is too lower in this energy because you don't get the bonus in your mask. So it's okay. just your regular sense motive. Yeah. It's just my regular sense motive. Okay. The ante increases. <laughs> well, you are... The... the uh, the, what is the word for that? The, the bar. The bar raises higher. <laughs> Raise the bar. Bartleby shakes his head. Fine. I've not been the best to these people. Fair. Bonus. If you win with baiting, you don't take the minus two penalty. So Kahina's still at full strength because he just conceded to take the four. But I've done what I can and I've done what works within the law. It's not possible to reach out to help an entire county at once. You've seen how spread Marat is. You've seen how few resources we have, even for our own in Lothidar. How could I possibly hope to spread myself so thin as to grow an entire county at once without even a proper base? Falls back on the only thing he seems to really know is rhetoric and his logic. Rhetoric and his law. So, oops, I rolled the wrong thing. Here again is your ante at one. Um, is it so difficult? We could probably do this. We have had no problem so far. It wouldn't be any problem for uh, a group such as us to do something like this. Uh, is you baiting again? Uh, no, that was actually just bluff. <laughs> Bluff's not a thing. What, uh, it's 
Oh no, I mean mockery? I meant um, mockery. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So you don't get That's the plus right. two, but uh, okay. roll your bluff. Stakes. There we go. The stakes have been raised. Oof. You do not have any edges, so you lose this exchange, and you lose to determination. And Bartleby simply shakes his head. Please, you've been here for months. You've made some difference, but in your county, overnight, dreams. But you get to open because you uh, lost that exchange. Oh, I get to open. Well, any of you. We as a total. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, you're all a group. It's never an even. Look around, group. Bartleby. These people have been suffering. We've been cleaning up your messes for months now, trying to get things where it's at least a livable situation. Some of this is embarrassing. You should feel horrible for yourself and, and, and the things that you've done. Take some acknowledgement and give and give a damn about your people. Emotional appeal. Yes. All right, give me a roll. Plus two. What's the roll? Let me see. I just did it. I do like that you you know that it's perform oratory. It's perform oratory. It's meant for me. Well, I mean, I don't think you can actually even do you that. You can one. do perform it. It tends as high as you can get. Yeah, or performs oh, untrained. Yeah, yeah performs not a uh, trained only. So you can just rod d twenty plus charisma. Charisma modifier. So yeah, it's just just okay. click on the perform sheet in your skill list. Just click perform. Oh boy. You get a seven. Uh, I mean, well, the good is you're opening, so you can't lose anything here. You yep. just set the bar at a seven. And Bartleby scoffs. <laughs> you come in here. I hoped that you had learned anything from your experiences, Marat. The plight of the common people, the peasants. We do what we can. You think sympathy is how you run a country, how you run a county, how you even run a city. You waste your time and mine here, Lady Dentho. And you feel like emotional appeal is going to be incredibly ineffective in this verbal duel, as Bartleby has no tolerance for it. So, so I'm assuming a two higher wouldn't have made a difference then, because <laughs> for you calling it, I forgot to add that. But, but the stakes have been raised. Mm. Uh, with his now mockery. I can't use it. <laughs> You can and, use it, it's just a, it's a huge penalty. And what Bartleby does used? not care at all for emotional appeals. There's no because you're trying to convince him. Yeah, he don't care so about the people at all. That's he apparent. doesn't yeah. care. Emotional appeals are heavily biased. I was hoping that would work him. in the reverse, but apparently not. Nope, he has no care at all. Not even a little bit. But the stakes have been raised. What did he use? He used mockery. And despite us being here for such Oops, I oh, oh no <laughs> And despite us being here for such a short time, all the changes we have made is more than anything you have done. You baiting? No, it's presence. Presence, oh, that, that was, was pretty presence. sure. Okay. Well you look at the plus two for presence. Yep. I couldn't really See, it's kind of hard sometimes. So they, 24. A 24. Stakes have been raised. And Bartleby is going to wave his hand again. You've had no responsibilities. You took over a worthless town. Stockies 
there was, what, maybe 20, 30 farmers living their pathetic existences down there before you arrived. Stockies has been a complete waste of time. This village is on no major roads, and it has no connections anyone could use to the outside world. It's segregated on the edge of a swamp. Its development is completely useless. As Count Bartleby throws this red herring, completely just distracting from the debated hand you're having about the fate of the county. The stakes have been raised. So you know they are higher than 22. Because he beat a 22. So... You can just take this, and you'll lose four. Because if you try to reply and fail, you lose it five. Then we should concede. Or you can pull out a big gun, because you know the DC is at least 23, because he beat 22. Hey, Lord? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's just, like, my best one is rhetoric, but I don't know how to really pull that off. I mean, it's just like, uh, the hard logic and rhetoric, some of these are hard to distinguish. It's basically yeah. logic. It's just you arguing the case. Like, in this case, rhetoric would even be just pulling him back onto the topic at hand, if anything. Uh, but, I mean, you can really say whatever you want. And, like, we're, if you really can't think of how to RP, RP rhetoric, and I can't <laughs> guess rhetoric, you can just say whatever you want, say it's rhetoric, and you just don't get the plus two. Like, yeah. I obviously appreciate you guys trying to do the actual tactics, but we're not debate experts. Well, so, <laughs> for the ones that have penalties, like, you can take an additional plus, but you lose something if you fail. Is that something we should run by the party before we do? You're just going. No, you're, you're jumping in. Okay. Uh, in, in fact, one of you can step in and say, all right, fine. Stockies may be a waste of time and just take the four and open. No, you, uh, see. You're a party, but you are individually interjecting your thoughts into this. Any of you can do anything at your own discretion. It's a conversation. So I'm going to say to the party in an almost chuckling voice that look at him. He can't defend his own argument here, so he's trying to distract us. Mockery, Making really. a fool of himself. Yeah. Obvious mockery. Very good. Free mockery. And it's actually not mockery, but I have no other way to use form comedy, which we applied to oh. wit. So. Yeah, well, mockery, wit, and baiting all kind of close together. That's fair. Uh, do you like, want There's not to... really a good way to apply that to wit, so... Do you want to take the wit extra? Take the plus two and... Basically, yes. you take the plus two and you lose six instead of five if you fail. I'm going to risk it to make him have yeah. a very can hard Can I use play. my ring on these? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. You can tell totally use no, your ring on this. Like this one? Oh my goodness. This is high stakes. Now is the time. <laughs> Historically. Doing it, I'm doing it. Yep, I'm doing it. All my... right, so give me your secret D20, Baylor. Oh, baby. 29! Oh, 19 on the die for perform comedy. I'm, I'm guessing you're not no going to take Baylor's natural 20, which was only one better. <laughs> oh, wow. He rolled a hard 20? <laughs> he rolled the, a hard one last time. The party when he did wanted it for this. You, you and a hard 20. Send it back to Bartleby. Mm. He responds, You dare! To come into my home in my 
county and insult me to my face about matters of state at all things. I will not be talked down to so. And attempts to just presence you right back. Fine. You've earned this. But still. You hardly know my sister. If I understand how she operates, you've seen you've met her what? Once, maybe twice total? You don't know Utropia. You barely have grounds to stand on here. What legal grounds do you think they could even bring by their powers combined to unseat me from my rightful place? And as always, when forced to fall back, just to the rhetoric. Stakes, I raised. Well, despite your thinking of a lack of the law being on our side, Okara himself was there to witness that vote. Okara and all of the other individuals here under your rule agree with us that this is the right and proper procedure for things. Logic. That it is. Let's do Ooh, a natural twenty comes out on that. What is uh, logic's thing? Okay, and that is a thirty-four. Yep. Bartleby shakes his head. Does that mean I get an edge? If you win with this. Oh, okay. He has, you have to. to he has to, If he fails this or concedes, you get an edge. Gotcha. And you can use a logic later. He shakes his head. I feel you misunderstand your stature here. I feel like I'm simply repeating myself. Ad nauseum, ad infinitum. The county of Marat is under my sole jurisdiction. Barons are assistants, but they are just that. They are below me. Landgraves and tribunes, like yourself, Sir Rostam, have nothing. If there's process they wish to bring to speak with me, so they can. But my say is the final word. As he just attempts to fall back on his name once more. One of the few arguments he has to him. Now you get an edge that can only be used for logic. I cannot add that to myself for some reason. Yeah, let me, uh, I will put that on there. Oh, because these aren't actually your tokens. These are just your art. Okay. And he shakes his head. Look. Regardless of what you've done, be reasonable. Marat County and all of its people, if you do care for them, is just now starting to seek success. An exchange of power such as this, one taken under duress, under force even. And I imagine, if I read your intentions, to seat the very deposed Princess Eutropia here. This isn't good for the growth of the county. This isn't good for business. This will set us back. Surely you can see this. Changing tax. Decides to appeal to logic. Um. 
from what mockery. I've seen of no. this. Huh? I just see like, oh, like making fun of the mockery. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. No, continue. Um, from what I have seen so far of this county, I don't know if you could go further back in time from just hunting peasants and having uh, putting people in stockies for barely any reason at all. This seems like a like as far back in time as you could get. Kind of logic is logic. Yes. Plus two. <sighs> Let's see if we can actually do this. Um. Get him. Oh my god. Another <laughs> natural yes. 20. That wasn't even the right thing, but what it doesn't it? matter. You didn't even roll the oh, right whoops. thing. Oh. You played knowledge nature, knowledge but I'm giving it a 20. What's your modifier on uh, knowledge nobility? I don't have any. <laughs> so it oh, so is it's just Oh, I have one. It's a 20. Uh, yeah, actually. So 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> so. But the plus two also. Yeah, 23. The plus two is a 23. Yep. Because uh, I called your thing. So that 20th natural to all, you were just charging up all your RNG for this yeah. final actual no, showdown. Why is it? You up. for this. You were just readying yourselves. Mm -hmm. Bartleby shakes his head. It, this doesn't. What distraction is this? You come here. You're here because you think yourselves. Nay, you think my half sister, who you barely know. I still maintain, has a better shot at running this county than I do. I can't simply be a base of operations. Surely, surely, Martella has other options beyond that. You think, with what little experience you have, you can best me. And he falls back now, sensing a possible opening, debating. You think he failed that? That's not a good oh. bait. Oh! He stops, unconvinced himself, <laughs> realizing I was about to tear him a new one. Realizing <laughs> that this isn't working, and that by any objective, uh, by any objective uh, metric, he doesn't really have any solid arguments here. Sirostum, <laughs> you have come to my county under false pretenses by the word of a deposed ruler's daughter to commit treason against the county on behalf of my half-sister. As the count still of these lands, nothing has changed. And you are under arrest. Oh. And he is going to... Do his best to continue just lording his presence in whatever way he can attempt to leverage it. Not even sure himself that this has any merit. You've but, already tried but, and failed. Do you honestly think you have any chance of putting any of us in shackles? Just going right back to the mockery. <laughs> No. It's mockery or bait. Those are so close together, I can't tell. 
That's uh, presence. Oh, you're trying to pre. Oh, you're trying to counter presence. You're gonna counter his flexing with additional flexing. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Thirty-three. <laughs> oh, feels good to roll the good dice. You. You can't be serious. I have spent my entire life building up Lothadar and my family's name by my father and his father, who was Panavar, my grandpa. I said that wrong earlier. <laughs> I will not let our legacy end to this treason he doesn't have much he once more prize presence with nothing left to him oh but it is over Bartleby we've found somebody who is far more adept at running the county you say we don't have it in us Sure, Baron O'Kara has it in him. And if you think that no one knew what we were doing, you'd be horribly wrong. Even your own mother. Is this just the flex off? Are you presencing again? Oh, you yes. Presence, 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 presence. Baroness Voinum, your mother, all knew. None of us, none of them stopped us because none of them care about you. So, Turns out I'm you do not the take a minus <laughs> two for it, hasn't mattered yet, but you do take a minus two for responding to presence with presence. All uh, those okay. things are, but you get plus two because I guess this, so you're just at a neutral here. So, I'm just at my neutral, my regular, <laughs> my regular intimidate. Yes. My regular. Even better than mine. And you have an edge if you need it. Mm-hmm. Which I need it. Uh, 24, uh, do you want to use your edge? Yes, please. Good. Okay, that's before I tell you if you succeeded or not. So use I one edge from your uh, ma subtle mask first to reroll this. Okay. Let's try this again. Intimidate. Bigger than an 8, please. Hey. Double. Yeah. Up to a 32. And it returns back. To Bartleby. Oh, we would have healed one for what it matters. For what? I won with Intimidate. Presence. Oh, you did win with the Presence, so you actually do get one uh, Determination back from winning with the Presence. So you go up one, so you down one total. <laughs> you... to stand down so badly if you think things will be so much better under Martella or 
Abadar forbid. Eutropia's rule. Fine. I... Don't understand. My father. May his spirit find rest. So many times impressed into me that as long as the fortunes of the fortunate were allowed to grow, so too would these fortunes trickle to those below. It's damn near a nursery rhyme he raised us with. It's the will of Abadar, but... You're not wrong. I heard what happened to Jamvis. I've spoken with Baron Akira in several meetings over the last month. Even Sir Gusern himself. Whoever he is, whatever you have or haven't done with him, didn't help but admire your resourcefulness. If my sister and the deposed princess have chosen to put their faith in you, so be it. I've tried, and clearly I can stand against you neither with word nor blade. I'm glad that you have at least decided not to lead to any more bloodshed with this. And as you're talking, he staggers over and leans against the chair, still bleeding through his coat from the strike that Inori had dealt him. And he reaches down and fumbles at his belt for a potion and reaches out to drink it. At this point, are any of you going to stop him from drinking a potion? No. I am going to walk over to him with a handout and ask for his dagger and his magical supplies. As previously stated. I'll hand his dagger to you. You can't think I'd be so much of a fool as to try to raise arms against you again, not after all that. Please. Simply just how I do things. The man's thorough. Now, in the interest of the thoroughness, if you're going to take to Palace, there are some things you should know. I heard you downstairs at the golems that can be deactivated by a Simple phrase, tell Darius long may he reign. They'll return to their plinths and not act for 24 hours, but any of those they've been introduced to with the phrase they'll not strike out against. The tribunes and the baron know it, and if I'm expecting company, I turn that down. But, and all of you almost at once feel a chill come over the party. <laughs> You hear a laugh ring out through the near silence. Your heartbeat seems to pound up through your own mind. And Bartleby's face goes white. More than you'd seen when Siarn was speaking to him. He's like, no. No. No! Not now! They're to visit me! They have my protection! Is this the reason I've been having nightmares around here? Yes, I can explain. And each of you 
starts to feel a sense of growing dread through you. Except Inori, who starts to see an image form in her mind. Something fuzzy and unclear. A taller man, aging, not graying, but with streaks of silver through his hair. An image you certainly recognize. And a voice rings out to address you. You are nothing lackeys. But your fear is delicious. And next to you manifests a creature. What appears to be a, a six foot tall, almost cockroach of mottled putrid hair with a half-human face standing between the Count and Inori with its gaze turned on Inori. It makes no move to harm any of you, but you feel terror rack through you as it appears. And Bartleby calls out, Alice! I said, I have my protection. This is the Tribune of Stockies. A town to the south. They have... Silence, child. I obey only the Father. And leans down forward closer towards Inori. Still, he makes no move to attack. So much as he slowly raises one clawed hand extending it out towards her as if in peace. Come with me, girl. The master will be interested in meeting you. And White shakes his head. And all of you, as you're just watching this here, are completely taken aback and unsure of what's happening. The image and your mind stabilizes as you see his orange eyes flare into existence and you immediately, Inori, all you can think and see is the image of this man. That again, you very, very definitely recognize. What to find that man you see? The man from your dreams? Take my hand. We can all see the creature, right? You can all see this. Everybody sees this thing here standing in front of you, and it's talking out loud. You can all hear these words. There is no... This isn't telepathic or anything. And you... Inori just barely hear the presence in your mind of Ciaran, but in the distance, as if he's muffled and you could barely make it out over the voice of this creature in this image in front of you. Can I scream at Inori to try and get her to run away from it? You'd absolutely <laughs> scream at Inori. But Inori, what are you do? Uh, what are you gonna do here? I, I, I see this. I see it. I'm going to try to spook Anori. Okay. So that's minus two because you're shaken from just being in this thing's presence. So she's shaken. 
But she's already shaking. She's now very shaking. Daddy? Holds out its hand. Nori, no! Seeing that didn't I'll take work. his hand. As she touches this thing's hand with a quick spell. And Ori and the creature both disappear. And that is all the time we have for today, my oh, friends. Oh, snap! So. What? Next week, Bartleby is, well, going to explain, ideally, but...